episode 250 of the PS Nation podcast. We are here to massage your eardrums. That's right. 250 times we've done this. Well, I have. You guys, you've had like at least, what, 60, 70, something like that now? I don't know. Something. I'm not good with math. I was raised in the U.S. My schooling was piss poor. I don't know math that well. Anyway, at least my English is great. As you'll hear tonight. So, uh, myself, I'm Glenn, also known as Torgo, and uh, these fine gentlemen across the, uh, the the internets from me, of course, Mr. Joel Scherfinski, also known as Five Spot. How you doing, sir? Hello. Very well. And that, that's actually spelled out, right? No no actual number five in the name? No, it's it's spelled out with a F-I-V-E <laughs> for five. <laughs> Just want to make sure for the home folks. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course... Mr. Josh Langford, also known as Philip J. Fry. How you doing, sir? Yes, sir. Good. Good. So we're, we're good. recording Monday night uh, because uh, I got a family thing going on tomorrow, so uh, we wanted to get this taken care of. And uh, actually, right now, the Sony CES press conference is going on, and uh, Josh and I were watching it a little bit before uh, before we recorded here tonight, and I'm sure, he, I'm sure Josh is still watching it, actually. Aren't you? No, I shut it off. Bullshit. I got bored. Pretty soon you're gonna you're gonna say, "Oh, PSP three. I know it's gonna happen. So uh no new releases this week, but we have a bunch of news to talk about. What we're playing. Oh god, Josh is doing two reviews tonight. No <laughs> Suck it. Uh, the, uh, Let's the get him out of the way for next week so that him and I can just roll into <laughs> yeah. some really good discussion and We'll do it while Glenn is still here this week. Yeah, sure you will. Uh, <laughs> so he's uh, going to be reviewing The Marbians and uh, All Zombies Must Die. A uh, couple emails. I don't think we have any voicemails this week. No, we don't. So, uh, yeah, it sounds like we're going to be quick, which, in other words, means we're going to go four hours. God, I hope not. I have to get up at 5.30 in the morning. So. <laughs> it's usually what it means. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> and then i got to edit out 50 ums from Josh and then... Yeah, I can't wait. I'll till, try I'm, to make it worse than that. Yeah, yeah, I'm so gonna do that shit to you next week when I'm in when I'm in San Diego. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm so um, <laughs> um, so I'm gonna um, yeah. That's okay. Um, Every time you do that, I'm just gonna edit you together saying "Just Cause Two is the best game I've ever played." <laughs> I like that game. I never said I didn't like the game. It's, there's a difference between liking the game and talking about it every fucking week for a year. Well, you're going to be talking about it all show next week. <laughs> <laughs> every time there's a lull in the conversation, Glenn will suddenly break in, Just goes to rocks! <laughs> that will not happen. That will not happen. Oh, watch me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, news. I know, I know jo- Joel wants to talk about this first one. Yeah, this is exciting news. House of the Dead 3 and 4 was announced exclusive to the PlayStation Network. Sweet! So A, it was announced, and B, it's coming exclusively only to the PlayStation Network. That is pretty goddamn awesome. And Office. I don't know why I was going to say Office. Yeah. (laughs) House of the Dead 3 is not a very good game in the series, in my opinion. So I'm not, not all that excited about it. It's nice to have it. It's you know it's not a bad game necessarily. It's just not a very good House of the Dead game. Right. House of the Dead Four was in the arcades. I've never played this version because I've never been fortunate enough to play the arcade version. So this is the first time House of the Dead Four will be on any console ever. It's a great game though. Is it? Yeah, I really liked it in the arcade at least. 
Actually, if you go down to that uh, the, the, that uh, Dave and Buster's down by you, I think they have it there. Yeah, I've been hearing that. I heard it's also in the Chicago one. And apparently, now correct me if I'm wrong, but you can. It's like a ride, right? This house that, the that's actually game. not a Dave and like, Buster's though. That's at GameWorks down in in Chicago and in, uh, in Schaumburg. Yeah, it's it's this big thing, and it, and it's uh, motion. Like when you sit in the chairs, it's all motion, and it reacts to what you're doing in the game. That's the one I want to play. Does the one up here, Dave and Buster's, does it have that version of it, or is it different? No, because you have to remember, GameWorks is a Sega-owned arcade, so they oh, go, yes. they get all the best Sega stuff. So when are we going there then? <laughs> Dude, I'm not the problem when we want to do something. You're always like, oh, my wife <laughs> wants me to go to this party. I don't want to go, but you know, there's going to be strippers, and I guess I'm going to go and. <laughs> it's always is that the determining though yeah. well that's why he wants to go <laughs> oh boy <laughs> it's your wife's party I don't know <laughs> I don't know how you roll <laughs> well anyway this is big news I'm excited this is coming out in February yeah and it uses the move controller go figure well it's it's good that they added that it's, it's gonna be nice 4 is really yeah. good seriously 4 is a blast it's very well done Awesome, yeah. Three was not. Three was an Xbox exclusive. I don't know if it was ever released anywhere else. That's where I played it. Well, I mean, it was in the arcades. I think the arcade. I'm not too sure about three. I know two was. We'd have to look that up. But no time. The Google machine is eaten up by the the stream of the Sony press conference. So yeah. Uh, And this next item, actually, I don't think this now. There's there's rumors out now that this isn't true. So really? this is just a rumor at the time I put it in our show yeah, notes. Yeah, Joystick actually contacted some people, but of course, when you're contacting PR, you're going to get the straight line, well, we don't know what you're talking about, and then two days later, the announcement comes out. Uh, but the report is that the PlayStation executive, Kaz Harai, is Sony's next president, and that uh, Howard Stringer is going to stay on as, in his roles of both chairman and CEO. So basically, Kaz would move up another rung on the ladder, uh, overseeing all of Sony's consumer products. Uh, even though when he was on the stream, it still says executive vice president. So uh, as of today, Monday, the uh, that hasn't changed. He's still the executive vice president. So that's all we can tell you. I'm sure now, they, like, we'll release the show and five minutes later, Kazurai is named president. <laughs> well, they were aligning all of their media, right? A while back, they had that initiative where they were aligning the music, the movies, right. the video games into one more broad umbrella. Could this be in line with that? change it definitely could philosophy if he were to head up this section i guess that would make sense with that initiative well i think kaz is already kind of in in that role to begin with but yeah i mean this would make it more official at least stop watching the men in black 3 trailer josh and talk there's a men in black (laughs) 3 yeah you didn't know that (sighs) there was a men in black 2 that it sucked (laughs) Men in Black 2 was terrible. <laughs> but actually, uh, Men in Black 3, it's kind of cool because uh, Will Smith's character goes back in time. And they kind of teased it, but uh, 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 Josh Brolin plays J or uh, K or whatever the old guy is. And he looks like he does him perfectly. <laughs> he looks like a young Tommy Lee Jones and he sounds like him. It's pretty cool. So is Will Smith his own grandfather? Otherwise, it's not probably. Worth my time. I, don't, I don't know if he's going to go that route where he's every character, you know, like the. Uh, like the Big Mama movies or whatever the fucking Hercules Hercules shit. But 
no, I just figured he would have sex with his grandmother and <laughs> become his own grandfather. Aww. That only happens on Futurama. You know that. <laughs> what is it with you and sex with other people's grandmothers, Josh? It's got a grandma thing going on. I know. It's weird. Well, yeah. both mine are dead. i got to go somewhere. Every time he comes to MGC, he's like, so what's going on with your grandma this weekend? I'm just, just curious. Say hi to your mom for me. Maybe we should work thought, together sometime. Thought I might take her a fruit basket while I was in town. <laughs> you know, fruit basket. See what she's up to. Aww. Drop her some chocolates. Okay, kids. Gran Turismo 5 XL Edition is headed to the U.S. <laughs> well, you, you stuck a chord there, Joel. <laughs> My grandmothers are dead, okay? <laughs> Bastards. I'm so sorry, Josh. No, you're not. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, yeah, now, see, I don't fully get this. There's Gran Turismo Spec 2 in Japan. No, no, th- and this, this XL is- edition is the Spec 2. Yeah, that's what I figured. They're just calling it XL edition because it's yeah. America, and you gotta have XL. It's gonna be an XL, motherfucking extreme. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's basically Gran Turismo Five with all the DLC on the disc, which isn't a bad deal, especially if it's all the patches as well. Because one thing well, GT Five does really poorly is all the patches. Yeah, actually, from what we've been told, the patches are on the disc. The DLC, you'll get a voucher, and you still have to download it. <laughs> well, but the DLC's not that big of a deal. There's only, I so, think, only merely two that are that big, and, and even those came down pretty quickly. Yeah, and the one good thing is that it's going to retail for thirty nine ninety nine. That's a great deal. Which, yeah, if you've been waiting, now's the time to get it. And it's such a great game, especially very, after very the nice. Spec 2 update came out. They did really change a lot in that Spec 2. Uh, the, the shadows especially are a lot different. They look a lot better now. Uh, just overall, I think it looks better. It, it, it There's no little glitchy things anymore. Well, I mean, every now and then you might have one, but it, it's just a lot smoother, a lot more solid. And the increase in content, especially with some of the little DLC packs that have come out lately, like, like the track pack with the go-kart track, which is really cool. You're inside, and it's got, got all this neon yeah. lighting and everything. It's it's really neat. So if you're into driving at all, this is a freaking phenomenal deal. I love this game. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. And I wasn't doing my job because apparently it's coming out in the States on the 17th or next week. Yeah. Way to go, Joel. <laughs> Probably should have been in the new releases. <laughs> well done. Uh, you drinking that decaffeinated coffee now or what? No. <sighs> Hell no. Wow got one job to do and he doesn't even i I don't know (laughs) well you can do the next one because i don't know a damn thing about xcom and you know what's really funny is i heard about this i heard about this a week before christmas (laughs) yeah time to squeal well go ahead i mean you're i i know the game but i'm not as big a fan as you you or mark xcom enemy unknown this is fur axis games who did the sid meyer civilization series they're taking it back to its original action strategy gameplay, back to like the turn-based sort of strategy gameplay that it was way back when. Uh, I haven't played them in so long, though. Uh, the original XCOM and XCOM Terror of the Deep, I think it was called? Yep. Was the second one? Yep. Yeah, my, my cousin got me into these games. They were so freaking cool. Actually, from our article here from Justin, 
he mentioned that uh, it's on the short list of games that are discussed when bringing up the best video games ever made. And I'd agree with that. It's just the the way it was put together, the story, the just the gameplay elements, and it all comes together in just such a perfect, perfect game. Uh, and Firaxis has been dying to do something like this, and they're big fans of the original game, and they're really excited to get into it. So that's the that's the that's probably the best news out of this, is that these guys respect the original, they want to do something very much like the original, Well, and they're going to bring it back to that. Because that XCOM, you know, everybody flipped the fuck out when they saw XCOM was coming. And then we saw what it was, like the new one, and everybody went, oh, uh, that's not XCOM. Oh, yeah, the, just... the first-person shooter. <laughs> yeah, you just uh... took a crappy sci-fi game and stuck the XCOM name on it. Screw you, you know? And But this, they're actually going back, and they're, they're going to try to do something that would really appeal to people who played the original game. Indeed. So, you know, one, one thing that's really missed. These. One thing that's missed here on our story, and and I think it's because it wasn't really made real public. I think the 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 original article on Game Informer said it, but the brothers that were behind the original game are actually doing this. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that I know for a fact. Oh. Not even seeing yeah, it. I yeah, was... I don't see it really in a lot of places. So. It's, I don't know why it's not well known because I think that's one of the biggest selling points of the entire game is that this is the, the, being done by the, the people who did the original game. I mean, it's not the entire team, but that core team of people is actually developing this thing. That's cool. That's yeah. really, really good. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny because when we heard about it, uh, Mark is a huge fan of the series, and I think he actually came. I'm not sure, and I really don't want to know, but uh, I heard a sound <laughs> come out of his mouth that I've never heard before in my life. So, very very cool news, and I, I think that's uh, that's great, especially after seeing a Ray's uh, response to that first person shooter when they showed it two years ago. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, couple comments from our community on our website here on the story. Sure. I'm going to say this gentleman's name wrong here, so apologies <laughs> in advance. Miroslav, oh my God. Miroslav Prasil. I think you got it right. Says, can't wait already. And then there's Zen Zook says he really likes saying XCOM, which I don't know if he's referring to Justin or whom. Probably Justin. <laughs> and there's Androvsky says, for you older gamers, you know that feeling you get every time a new entry to a seemingly abandoned classic property is announced, and it turns out to be some modern trash that's nothing like the original. That didn't happen this time. I'm quite shocked. Which is kind of what you guys were saying. And then Brian Tan says, hope it turns out well. He had a lot of fun with the 1994 version. Yeah, I'm, I probably still have the original somewhere in this house. I just don't really know where. Oh, I do. Yeah. I still have the original discs upstairs. <laughs> in a titanium safe. Yes. <laughs> Touch my edge, yeah, guy. Oh, man, both those games. Because uh, like I said, my cousin was the one that got me into it. He's like, you really have to check this game out. I'm like, nah, I don't know. I said, I kept seeing the box, but nah, whatever. And he's like, no, 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 no. You have to get it. And I bought it. And wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's great news. Uh, they uh, they really shocked a lot of people, too. Like Phil Kohler was on Twitter saying, oh, guess what we're going to be revealing soon. Nobody got it. All right. Wow, we're done with that. Oh, wait, no, we, we do have one more Get item. 
Big news to well, this, was this today? I think this was today, right? This CES just came is going on. Yes, yep. A lot of news probably next week. I was just going to say, I'm happy we've got some news finally because we had no new releases and no news. So I'm sure made for a couple interesting. Of course, we had a lot of Vita coverage, which was nice gap filler there. <laughs> yeah, it really sucked though with no news and no new releases. I mean, this show was down to like 28 minutes. So I know I, yeah. we didn't know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Vita wireless data plans were announced. This is, of course, with AT&T. And there's two different plans. A $14.99 plan, this is monthly, for 250 megabytes of download. Or $25 for two gigabytes. And which, no contract. Uh, we were, yeah, no contract. So That's no the ob- bigger part. No yeah. contract. No, no obligations then, right? So this is, uh, you can just sign drop up it whenever and, you want. It's like Netflix. Yeah. Do you get a sign deal if you're... a month, use it, and drop it. <laughs> So Josh and I are already AT&T customer. Are you AT&T? No. I, I dropped uh, them. I went to Verizon. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm on AT&T. Do I get a deal adding this, or is it the same for me being an AT&T customer as it is for everybody else? Same for you. It's probably the same. Uh, those <laughs> bastards. Yeah. It, it, the only way that you would pro- possibly get a deal, and I don't even think you would then, is if you had like a family plan through AT&T, you know, where you had you, your wife, and your uh, your non-existent kids on the plan and... You get deals that way every now and then, but nor- I mean, this is literally the iPad plan. I do have a family plan, but they they break down the data usage per individual device. Oh my god! So even though I have a family plan, it's not like I'm sharing data. And as a matter of fact, I just went through this recently because I just upgraded my phone, and I wanted to get my my wife had a phone through her employer, but she switched employers, so she was losing her phone. So long story short, I had to get her a phone, and I went to the family plan and all that good stuff. But I didn't realize that the new pricing structure for data plans on AT&T, you know, what I have currently is I have an unlimited data plan for $30 a month. Right. So I get unlimited, unlimited data on my iPhone. Apparently, that's gone. Yeah, you so got grandfathered in. Yeah, I'm grandfathered in. But unfortunately for my wife, because she, we added her phone now, we couldn't get her grandfathered into my same plan because she was a separate device. Well, and was... it, would, it would seem to me that if I added a, another, it... another family phone... It would be just like this. It would be a separate fee. I, I wouldn't gain a free device using that same data. You know what I mean? It would yeah. have to be tracked separately and independently. It doesn't matter, though, because people rarely, rarely go over two gigs on a phone. Well, when I had my, I, when I had my iPhone, uh, when they were talking about getting rid of the unlimited plan, and uh, you know, I'd be grandfathered in anyway, but I, I, I went and looked at my usage, and the only time I went over my 200 meg, was actually when I went to L.A. for E3 that year with my iPhone. So you actually yeah. use less data than you probably think you do unless you have a 4G phone. Because uh, 4G, yeah. you're a lot more apt to use it. On 3G, I usually look for Wi-Fi to do anything big. So it doesn't really matter to me. And also I'm on Sprint, so I, I get True Unlimited. <laughs> so, so if you guys had to choose and you had the 3G <laughs> device, which option would you go for and why? Uh, what do you mean between between the two different services that they're offering the fourteen ninety nine for two fifty meg? I do tw- the two gig. I do the two yes. gig and then keep an eye on my usage and see if it's actually warranted. Yeah. So yeah. go for the higher level, and if you can warrant trimming it down, then do that later on. Yeah, because one thing AT and T does is, is you can go onto your website, you know, where you pay your bill and everything, and you can actually look up your data usage per month. So if you see that you're not even going past two hundred or two fifty. You might as well knock it down. Yeah, you there's can a, do all that on Verizon now. Yeah, there's an app right on your too. phone, too, where you can see it instantaneously. Yeah. 
So that I mean, that's what I would personally do. Uh, I mean, what I'm probably going to do is I'm just going to uh, tether off my phone for anything like that, even if I want to. But the, I mean, really, what you're losing with on the Vita if you don't have the 3G is there's one game that's never going to come out in the U.S. that radar game, and then um, I believe I'm trying to find this out, but I believe that the Wi-Fi only Vita doesn't actually have a GPS. And really? yeah. <clears throat> but it uses, sense. it uses location data from Wi-Fi networks like a lot of phones do. Because that's actually how you, you pinpoint a lot more with that dinky GPS in those phones. Um, so you near works on, on the Wi-Fi, but it won't work as well, apparently. But, I mean, really, like I said, where I live, <laughs> I am thinking about it, though. Like, if I buy another Vita, I might get the 3G just to see the difference. But I'm not that rich, especially after buying this Vita. Well, but, you know, if you don't have a 3G one, you're certainly going to miss Netflix, which will be available day one, and you'll be out on, <laughs> you know, cruising around town, and you won't have Wi-Fi available, and you won't be able to watch uh, the Three Stooges. You do know that my streaming. phone does Netflix, right? Yeah, but you won't have your phone either, Well, because but- you will have dropped that in the toilet. Ah, <laughs> I see. Well, I'll just go sit with all the other smug assholes at Starbucks and use their Wi-Fi. It is from having too many devices in his pocket, too. So he'll have the Vita in one pocket, his cell phone in the other. He's trying to grab for a third item. And my, he'll tablet, mistakenly, my tablet. He'll mistakenly drop the phone in the toilet. Yep. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a regu- it's a realistic prediction. And as he's reaching, as he's trying to grab the phone as it's going down, the tablet drops out of the other hand and no. breaks the three G. Uh, oh no, my tablet's on Wi Fi too. <laughs> oh, that's only Wi Fi. See, there you go. Well, so I, you're stuck with the Vita and three G. This could be like the Reese's peanut butter <laughs> discovery. Remember that yeah, toilet Back on my the phone. Day? You got your yeah, phone on my got, toilet. You've got your tablet on my Vita, <gasps> but it tastes delicious. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> With chocolate sauce. <laughs> I just ate your chocolate squirrel. Uh, I, I, you know, I'll say it again. If I lived in a bigger city, if I lived in a Milwaukee or a Chicago or even a Green Bay, I would be more apt to get the 3G version of the Vita. But really, I just – living where I live and, and the surrounding areas – I mean there's really no civilization within 45 minutes of any way of where I live really except for little Amish villages and shit. It's just not worth it to me to get the 3G one. Because yeah, some would argue there's no civilization within five minutes of where you live. You need it in the Amish villages. What is it? Well, the Amish Wi-Fi. carry phones now, so why not? But no, I mean, you got to think about it though. When I go somewhere, I'm usually I usually end up somewhere that has Wi-Fi. The only time I won't have connectivity is when I'm driving somewhere along, which I'm driving. I'm not going to be playing my PS or with my Vita anyway. Um, if I'm riding, I can tether off my phone. Why not? Huh? Playing while I'm driving, I could do that. You probably got more Amish people over by you, anyways, Josh. Just... Ooh, well, yeah, you're on the Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, that's like <clears> the <throat> Dutch we, have, we have more Mennonites though. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but we have the Quakers. Don't you guys Ooh. have the Shakers? <laughs> yes, literally. Yeah, sure. There was. Yeah, I, we, I thought they were out that way. There, we do have there some. Was yeah, the group. They're farther the outside the Pollocks. They're really the Shakers. They're freaky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it, uh, sorry to all the shakers out there that are listening. I no, that's the great thing about it. They're not listening. They'll never know. It's <laughs> the best part. No, I, I, you know, it's it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I'd like to have one just because I'd be, you know, I like to be able to talk about all the features and everything. But 
it would be a waste of my money to get one. Literally, it, it just I would never use it. <laughs> Says the guy who spent eight hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was for that was for the show. That was for our community. Damn it! I know, but that's just funny. It would be a waste of my money. <laughs> did you see all the emails we got? Like, did you really spend? Like, people actually questioning whether or not that was truthful. Yeah. Like, yes, well, that's. It wasn't supposed to be that expensive, but it got sent with, through the mail service originally in Japan, and you can't ship anything through the mail service in Japan that has a lithium battery because of uh, the possibility of exploding. So it got returned, and we didn't get refunded, and then he had to ship it FedEx, and that was 130 bucks just to ship it FedEx. And then we were, I, was on, I was on Twitter because I was half pissed off, but I thought it was also half funny. And I was saying like Twitter Watch or uh, Vita Watch 2011 because we're watching the tracking and it like gets to Singapore and then it gets to Alaska and it just sits in Alaska and it sits and it sits and it sits and uh, finally New Year's Eve I got it I had to drive two hours to get it damn it but I got it <laughs> it is worth it mm. might as well with that you know at that point well that was part of it is I paid that much money for it I wanted the goddamn thing yeah so that's well to have it in time for the holiday it's mm-hmm. worth it worth the drive yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'll be getting to I'll be getting a three G because I I I bought the hype and I threw down fifty bucks at my local GameStop wow. so I could secure the rights to the first edition bundle, wow. which comes GameStop? out. GameStop. Two really? Yes. Yep. Oh. Yep. It's because well, I didn't have the money to buy it all today. The whole three fifty for the first edition, and they they took fifty dollars. You know, you've done that you, at Best Buy too. You right? go to Amazon. No, you just go to Amazon, Amazon and you give too, me your yeah. credit card. They don't charge you till they ship it. Yeah. Shipping's free, no tax, and you get launch day ship or launch day uh, delivery probably. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to go, man. I got a pal. Go get your money back. GameStop. Screw GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> we are never going to be sponsored by GameStop. That's one one thing I know. This this same guy. Okay, he early on with my first PS3, I had the sixty gig. I had some problems with the the the, the laser. So, like, within about four months of owning that thing, I was having disc read errors a lot, especially on Blu-rays. And I was called Sony. It was outside of the three-month warranty, so I would have to send it in and, and all that jazz. Took it back to this GameStop. Oh, Dude yeah. went, in the, went in the back, grabbed me a brand-new console, took mine out of my hand, said, shh, and, and called it a day. Did he so, ask you to you sign up for the card right then? <laughs> oh no! Because then he turned it on and got all your account information dun, and dun, went dun. to town. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I still don't know why I lost that hundred grand out of my checking account. It's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> he had all those free games for who knows how long. <laughs> Is that where all He's our but- podcast bucks went? Damn you, Joel! I don't mind spending my money there ever since that experience because just in case I ever have a problem, and I, I realize that GameStop's policies are probably so rigid nowadays that he'd probably get arrested and thrown in jail by the GameStop police if he were to commit such a GameStop felony in the future. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was pretty cool, and it's 50 bucks down, so I figured, what the hell. Sure. The, the big news, I thought, was the fact that I'm buying a Vita. I it was, is I was sort news. of a, I, I was on the fence, and I wasn't sure, but I figured I'd rather have it a week early. I know once that week arrives, I'll be like, oh, damn it, I wish I had one. <laughs> <laughs> so now I got to make a list of what games to get, and I wanted to ask Glenn a question: uh, the memory card. Mm-hmm. The first edition bundle comes with a four gig. Oh my god! What what memory card did you buy, and uh, how is it working for you? I'm thinking I'm probably going to go right away with the 32. 
Uh, that's what I would do too. I, I got an eight. Idea. I got an eight gig with mine uh, because I knew for a fact I wasn't going to pay the. You know, the yen is a lot stronger right now, and it would have cost way more than a hundred bucks that it's going to cost over here. It would have cost me like one sixty, I think it was. So I just got the eight gig, and I mean, it works. It works fine for what I have because, um, and I'll talk about it a little bit more later. But uh, I I downloaded some demos and I downloaded some videos and everything else from the store, and I put my PC Engine games on it that I have on the on the on the Japanese store, and then I've got my save games on there for Ridge Racer and Uncharted, and I'd already used like almost four gig right there. Wow. And, yeah, it's a little because I'm a really weird memory freak. Like I see it. Get to fifty percent, I start freaking out. I'm like, oh, oh, this isn't good. So, uh, well, I figured right out of the box. I mean, it, I'm gonna have a four gig card in that package. Why yeah. go to the hassle of filling it up and having to transfer everything over in in a week? You know, why well, not just throw a throw a larger card in immediately and just not dick with it for a while? Yeah, that's what I'm figuring. The nice thing is uh, with the content manager, you have a backup utility right on the Vita, so you can back it up to your PC or to your PS3. So I don't, I've never used it, obviously, but uh, it is there. I've seen it. Uh, I don't know if it skips anything or whatnot. I doubt it because that system's so encrypted already. But uh, it is there. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I've got some to talk about because I actually switched my Vita over to my U.S. account this week because uh, I, I put 5,000 yen in my Japanese account. And I was like, oh, I could get that. And I, could, I was looking at hot shots. Like Rubenstein and I were on – we were texting back and forth one day. And – He's like, I really want hot shots. I'm like, dude, that's the game I want right now. I want that so bad. And I kept like floundering back and forth, like, should I just get it on the PlayStation Store? Which would be stupid because in a month I wouldn't be able to play it again. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I-, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then I was going to have someone send me the card. And I figure by then it'll be launch day and it'll be out over here because that's a launch day title for the U.S. So I was really battling it and and. I I was hovering over it a couple times on the store. I'm like, oh fuck it, I'll just buy another PS or I'll buy another Vita. Fuck it. I mean, that's how stupid I'm getting about Hot Shots. I just want I want the game that bad. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm hovering over there. And Rock was here all weekend. We were playing uh, MLB 11 uh, to get ready for the the trip. And I'm, I'm farting around with the Vita, and, and I told him even like, I really want to get Hot Shots, but I'm only gonna have it for a month then. And finally, I just said, you know what? Screw this. I'm I'm gonna lose my save game for Uncharted, and I don't care. I'm going to re- redo this whole thing, and I switched over my U.S. account this weekend. Hot Shots from- was twenty nine ninety nine at launch, so it's one of the lower-priced games. Yeah, and it's definitely on my list of, of games I think I want to get with the system when I buy I'm it. I'm so getting that game. I, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to get the, the PS Store version of that because I'd love to just have it on my memory card all the time. Actually, that reminds me, uh, a couple nights ago when I was online... Uh, I went to see, I scrolled down a little bit to see who was online. I saw Joel and I didn't see you. And I'm like, oh, when were you last on? And I'm scrolling, scrolling. I'm like, where the hell's Glenn? He dumped me off his list. What the hell? No, I didn't. Well, that was the thing. I finally scrolled all the way to the bottom of my list. Mm. And you and um, Martin were down there. And it didn't say when you were last on, and both your icons were just spinning. Yeah, it's because they don't have any of the Vita stuff activated on the USPSN yet. Yeah, so it, it kind of freaked out sucks. and just <laughs> dropped you all the way to the bottom and disappeared you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nabashin said that on the on, on Twitter too. He says this is really weird, and he took a picture of it, but it really didn't tell me anything. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on my Vita, but nothing's turned on yet. 
Do you so, guys want to do this this last news story here, then get in, into more of the Glenn's Vita stuff? Because yeah, sure. I'm anxious to hear yes. that. And this is actually big news. Uh, this this has been going on for literally years, uh, but. Bethesda now owns the MMO rights to the Fallout series uh, after uh, long, long litigation with Interplay. Uh, Bethesda sent out the email today, and of course I don't have it in front of me because I'm an idiot. Here we go. <clears throat> I'm, I'm trying to see if they, they can see how long that litigation was going on, but basically ZeniMax is going to pay Interplay $2 million. That's consideration in the settlement, but uh, basically Bethesda now owns the Fallout rights for any MMO-style games. Uh, and this has literally been going on for a long time, like 2007, you know, April yeah, 2007. That's crazy. But the other big thing, actually, is that Interplay gets to keep the original Fallout, Fallout Tactics, and Fallout 2 right. PC games through December 2013, and then they become the sole property of Bethesda. Right. So it's their opportunity to re-release those games. I know you can get them on game uh, on GOG dot com. And there were a couple other places you could get them as well. But I don't... I mean, Interplay isn't really a thing anymore. They're more of just a... Yeah. They own it, but I don't think Interplay does any development anymore as far as I know. I think just somebody kind of owns the rights to Interplay. So, I mean, they could they could try to contract out to have somebody do something and release something before them, like an HD version or something like that. But I'm I'm really curious, like, are they just going to try to get the royalties off of what's out there and available now or if they're going to try to do something by 2013? It'd be cool if they did something with the original Fallout and Fallout 2, because those were great games as well. I have those upstairs, the discs (laughs) sitting upstairs (laughs) somewhere, too, uh, that I haven't pulled out for a long time. But those were really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I even played the first one. Although it was great to get off topic a little bit, but Stuart today said it was great to see uh, Choplifter HD's uh, trailer. And he said, "What about what about revisiting the Bard's Tale? Holy shit, I'd be all over that." Wow. Yeah. yeah good yes, because I used to play that on my Commodore sixty four and on my Apple, or no, on my Apple two GS all the time. I love that game. That was awesome. It's got to happen eventually, right? They're doing everything else. It's just well, a matter of time. They did a Bard's Tale not too long ago, but it was like an overhead, like three fourths overhead perspective, kind of really shitty game on the PlayStation two and on I PC. Remember that. It was terrible. It was on like on the Xbox too, I think, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, I, I, you know how much I don't I really talk about RPGs, but my God, in high school, uh, my friend Jack Tasker and my friend Mike Swink and I would bring our Apple II, uh, uh Mike Mike and I both had Apple II GSs. Or no, Mike had an Apple IIc and me and Jack had Apple II GSs. And we would bring them over to Jack's house in the basement, and Mike's dad was a, an architect. So he had all these humongous sheets of grid paper, like eight feet long and everything, and we'd... <laughs> We put them all up on the wall, and we drew out every single dungeon in that game. And I think Mike said – I talked to Mike a couple of years ago, and I think he said he still has those. <laughs> but is it still hanging on the wall, though? I don't know about that. He's not that big of a nerd anymore. But seriously, so you we, guys, I, you guys didn't uh, didn't get laid much back then, huh? <laughs> it wasn't. It, it it didn't take all of our all of our time up. We didn't do it every night, you know. But uh, the answer is really no. Gosh. No, I didn't get the laid very much. Since. No. I'll answer that for you. <laughs> I, was, I was too busy in AP classes and ROTC. And, and even if you had a chance, by the time she walked in and saw that, the chance is over. <laughs> like, what Hopefully is it that? wasn't on my wall. Because uh... <laughs> So anyway, Glenn, the Vita stuff. You were talking about switching over to the U.S. account. Uh, I think you say there's yeah. a story in there. So 
ah, I'm an idiot, but I, I did it for that reason. I didn't want to buy the hot shots, but uh, yeah, I, I I was basically halfway through Uncharted also, and I'm like, oh. I'm gonna have to replay through this anyway, just so I have some trophy cred because everybody's gonna have Golden Abyss trophies. So, <laughs> so yeah, and I think it was on Saturday. I, I switched it over and and just reformat it. You have to reformat your memory card, everything. He just and, admitted uh, it too, Josh. I caught that. Yeah, yeah, he did. Trophy yeah. hole. No, so I switched it over and and uh, yeah, like the, the you try to go to the PlayStation Store and it's unavailable. It's like, oh, this feature hasn't been enabled yet. No. Uh, it's really difficult because even like the stuff that you download from the store, because how you have to do it, uh, like if you have PSP games or if you have TurboGrafx games even, you have to download them to your PS3 if you want to do it this way, uh, using Content Manager content connected to that. Uh, you download them to your PS3 and then you hook up your Vita via the USB and the content management software actually sees the stuff that will work with the Vita and, and it lets you copy it over. It's really seamless, very, very good interface. But the problem is, because they don't have the store stuff turned on yet, like I was downloading all this stuff that should work. I mean, the PC Engine games worked on the Japanese store. I had five or six TurboGrafx packages on my hard drive, and it said, oh, there's nothing here to grab. You son of a bitch. Mm. Uh, same way with some of the vi- videos that I got from the PSN. Uh, I had one that wouldn't work. I don't know why. I don't know if it had like ownership stuff on it or what, but... I copied over that Bioshock Infinite uh, demo from E3 from the PSN that's like 1080p, and I downloaded, um, I think it's 1080p, another video that looks just fantastic in 720p, and both of those copied over really well. The music, I I really kind of have a problem with how the music is handled, though, uh, in the content manager so far, because to copy the stuff over to your uh, your Vita, it looks like you have to do it song by song. What? Well, you can, there's check marks next to them and everything. But I saw a place to go see albums, and then then the football game is back on, so I just flipped it back to TV. So, <laughs> uh, so I got to look into that more. But it was yeah, it was a little yeah, little worried about that. But the photo thing worked great. Uh, I had I had taken all my screenshots that I took uh, on the Vita before I switched it over, and I copied them all up to the PS3. By the way, they are viewable on the PS3, and they look actually pretty damn good. Uh, they don't look a, like a full 1080p picture, but they look way better than I expected them to. Uh, but I copied some of those back to the Vita and uh, uh, that kind of stuff. It does suck, though, because I even backed up the Twitter app from the Japanese store. Yeah, it's not there. So I, I can't even do the Twitter stuff from uh, my Vita right now because PS, you know the PSN store is not on yet. Well, so, yeah. yeah. I hope they activate that soon. I really do because I know, I know a few employees are getting them now, the U.S. ones. So I'm hoping maybe you know turn this shit on. Let's go. Well, yeah, it's just almost a month away from that initial first edition batch coming out. Yeah. So I think it'll be, be on soon. in a couple of weeks. It sounds like a lot of the press stuff uh, for the Vita is going to happen, like, at the very beginning of February as well. So, yeah, I have a feeling that's when it's going to get turned on. <clears throat> so right now, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stuck with uh, Ridge Racer, uh, with uh, uh, Welcome Park, and with Uncharted, which is fine. I need to finish Uncharted, which means I have to start over. But, uh, yeah, Ooh. I got... 18 chapters in, I think 18 or 19 and really like it. It's, it's a great game. Uh, like I said before though, you can tell that Naughty Dog didn't build this game. Uh, it's not good. It's not bad. It's nothing like that. It's just, it's a difference and you can tell, but, uh, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's very well done. There's some great lines. Uh, the controls, excellent. The, the touchscreen stuff overall is cool. Uh, there was this one point where this, I thought this was pretty innovative actually. Usually this kind of shit I hate, but, 
there was this one part, and and it's it's known already. I've heard other people talking about it, but uh, you get this piece of paper and you can't see it. But if you like in the game, they kind of hold it up to a light, and all of a sudden they could see the the text. So you have to take your Vita and find a really bright light and hold it up to the light. And it's actually all real time. You can see them like when you move back and forth, you can see the light moving back and forth. And you basically have to reveal the entire image that way. Well, that's not fair. So those people that don't pay for their electric bill are going to miss out on an important part of well, the game. Well, there's this big no, fluorescent light is... called the sun that's in the uh, in the sky. Oh, yeah, good point. So those Alaska people are getting screwed. What's that? Glenn is a gamer, and he lives in a dark hovel, and he never comes out. <laughs> well, he, he couldn't get past that point in the game. You know, because really he didn't funny, draw, Josh? he didn't you're, draw a map and put it in the wall. Otherwise, he could find his way out of it. You're, you're not far hovel. off, Josh, to a certain extent, because in my living room, one of my light bulbs burnt out. I have those fluorescent lights and the, you know these stand-up lights, and one of them burnt out, and the other one was so dim that it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. So I had to go in my dining room, and I've got these spot, these uh, spotlights that shine like all the way down. I had to go to my dining room and do it. But uh, no, it was, nice. it, that was neat. I will say that the, <laughs> the camera taking there's the, this, these points in the game where they want you to take a cam uh, a picture of a certain part of the game, and it'll show you a picture of it already. And they want you to to get as close as you can to that. I do not like that game <laughs> because you're getting a dead on balls, mm. and it's still saying ninety five percent. I was about ready to throw my veto one time already. It, oh, I was so yeah, pissed. Don't do that. Don't no. do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> that thing's diamonds for encrusted you. right now. Yeah. You know what? One thing I noticed about Uncharted is the price. Just looking at the all the games that are coming out in that launch window, it's it's the most expensive by ten bucks. Forty nine ninety nine. Everything is either twenty nine or thirty nine. Can you see that ten dollar difference compared it's a lot to everything of games. else? It's, so is it the the amount of content that makes that ten dollar difference? Yeah, or yeah, is it's it a the, lot of game. It's, it's graphics. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. Well, I don't even know if it's going to be the best looking game on the Vita. I think personally, I think Wipeout's probably going to be the best looking game on the Vita. But yeah, interestingly, probably, that was that's twenty nine ninety nine at launch. Sorry, I'm looking at all the prices now. <laughs> no, I think Uncharted's <laughs> definitely worth it though. It, it's a full console game. It really is. It's it's not small in stature at all it's it's like you're playing a ps3 game and you know you've got all these features i do think still that it's a little gimmicky with some of the back touch stuff and some of the touch stuff in general i, I do really think it's a little gimmicky but well that's first you know, generation though it's, that's kind of it's a launch title and you got to show off the system's features that kind of thing but i'd have been perfectly happy playing another uncharted with all without all the touch stuff now that's me i'm old grumpy gamer but uh no, I, I think it's a great game. I mean, uh, it, even with even with the stuff that takes you out of it, like the, the charcoal rubbings and the, the taking the pictures thing and, and that sort of stuff, uh, there's a lot of exploration. There's a lot of platforming like in the regular. It's, it's, it's Uncharted, and it really is an Uncharted game. Uh, I don't know if what I would put it against the PS3 ones right now. Right now, I, w- I would say it's, I hate to say the worst, but it's it's my least favorite of any Uncharted, but not by much, number one. But also, you know, I think it, I say that because of the stu- the touch stuff. I really do. I I, uh, I don't think it needs to be there, except for the moving around with the touch. That's really convenient now. I've gotten so lazy. It's just awesome. You're just like, bloop, run your finger across the screen and he just goes. But no, I, I think the, especially like I said last week, the, the, the aiming with the gyroscope in there, holy crap, that's awesome. Like you can make so many subtle movements with that. And you can really get accurate. I mean, I ha- I've been getting awards in the game for like 50 kills without dying. And I mean, just all these big things. 
And it's because of that motion aiming. It works so freaking well. So, so I, I, it's, I don't know. I still still kind of perplexed as it's why it's $10 more. I suppose if the Xbox came out with a handheld and they had a really awesome launch window of games, Halo, Xbox handheld, could be $10 more well, because it's, it's be a flagship. Everybody's going to buy it. They know they're yeah. going to make their money. So is it one of those things maybe where it's just it's Sony's flagship? It's the right time. Uncharted's huge right now. It's I gonna, think that it's might be part of it is the, that they know the that they're going to sell it. Okay. I think you you know you might see some bundles early on from retailers themselves, but uh, it's Uncharted and and it's a well known name, and I think people know that probably a lot of people out there are going to pay extra for it. It is. Yeah, I'm also trying game. to think about it. I'm also trying to gauge what what these games are going to be priced at. Now, when we switched generations to the 360 and the PS3, yeah. we saw a transition from 49 to 59 dollars, and that transition happened sort of s- slowly. As to acclimate us to it yeah. and as to not cause people to get all pissed off. And, of course, Microsoft with the 360 came out right away and said, don't panic. All of our first-party games are going to be forty nine ninety nine. All the third-party stuff will be fifty nine ninety nine, but our stuff will stay 49 And that soon changed into everything being fifty nine ninety nine. So is Uncharted that sort of easing us into the forty nine ninety nine price point for all the Vita games? Uh, I, you know... Well, number one, remember that this might be a, this might be their way of trying to get you to download the game, because the downloads are supposed to be cheaper. And so if if they can get Uncharted's you to download not it, coming, not coming you're not the download. Well, you but you're only... not selling a downloaded game as a used game. So you're that's almost like your online pass. I would take it as. You so know, Uncharted is, a... is different in that regard. What's that? Does Uncharted not have a download option? No. Well, no. Every single game you can download. They already said right. that. If a game right. comes out for the Vita, it will be available for download. And that's how they want you to do it because they control it then. You're not selling it off as a used game. You're keeping it on your account forever. You're, you're using that digital locker that they have set up for you. If you buy it on the card, number one, you're paying for, you know, you're paying for memory media. But you're also you have that opportunity to sell that game used, and that's what they don't want. No, I so get th- all that. I just, I just don't understand what the motivation is for a user to buy it. A game twenty nine ninety nine versus Uncharted at forty nine ninety nine based on well, all of that. Well, I don't know. I mean, you can look. I, I don't know about uh, Hot Shots, but I know Ridge Racer is cheaper because there's only three tracks and three cars. Their they their whole plan is to make that game DLC friendly. That's why the game is priced lower. The whole launch sure. lineup is twenty nine and thirty nine, except for Uncharted, which is forty nine. So I was just curious. Yeah, I don't I'm know. sure it's just content and the name. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. It's. It's a very big game, and it's Uncharted. Although there's no multiplayer, which is kind of weird. But yeah, but it, I highly doubt that we'll see one forty nine ninety nine title, and all the rest will fall right down back to thirty nine ninety nine. Mm. I think what we're going to see is this one setting the bar that forty nine ninety nine is probably the price point we're going to see in the future for or, these games to or come. Or when out it at. comes out, it won't be forty nine ninety nine. You never know. What do you mean? Uncharted? Well, the prices you're seeing now are still pre-release prices they could always adjust that price i'm not saying they will but that, true, that's always a possibility. true yeah i'm surprised by that too i didn't really look because i was looking at yen i don't mean to be all conspiracy <laughs> theorists or thinking about it too too hard but Josh, to me it seems seems Josh, like 49 Josh, is he figured it out <laughs> yeah the sony the sony ninjas are gonna get us we gotta we gotta We're tell gonna them have to kill him now yeah yeah and offer us a sacrifice yeah yeah <laughs> well as i'm spending a lot of money for the Vita. I mentioned I'm going to buy the larger memory card. 
and I'm trying to pick out my first couple games, honestly, that that ten bucks is a factor at this. <clears> it sounds silly because you're spending like three fifty to four fifty for the memory and the unit. Well, to you squabble can... over ten bucks for Uncharted is, sure. is silly. But as I'm looking at the lineup, it just it, it, it's motivating a little bit. It's like, well, this one's I can get two games almost for for that and another one. So it's hmm. Well, it depends on the game I too. I mean, yeah. number just, one. I'm going to borrow yours, Glenn. So if you I was going to say that. If you hurry want, up and you finish that. Mine. I mean, it's all yeah, in English I'm going anyway. To. <laughs> so hurry up and finish it, please. Shut your warm mouth. 2.15. <laughs> I think I can do it by then. Although I do notice <laughs> that I play it in smaller chunks. Because it's on a handheld, I think. Because with an un- like Uncharted 3, I was playing it in like big, big chunks, like hours. Uh, Uncharted on the, on the Vita, I play for maybe an hour or two at the most. So it's a little odd. Maybe it's because my eyes just can't handle the awesomeness of that screen. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so it's... It, I don't know. I, I really didn't think about the pricing because I haven't looked at the U.S. stuff yet. Because, uh, like I said, I was toying with the idea of buying an American Vita. There's no fucking way I'm doing that. <laughs> I, I paid more for this Vita than I paid for my launch day PS3. God. I expect you at MGC to have like some sort of nerf packaging around that thing, like <laughs> like my my friends with I have a couple buddies who on their iPhones, and I I think this is the dorkiest thing, but they have this iPhone case that's like it's like a brick, you know, because they oh, could yeah. they could drop it, it'll bounce up, they could sink to the bottom of the ocean, f- fall underneath pieces of the Titanic. They tested this, by the way, underneath the Titanic, and your phone will still function. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's kind of funny, you know, that, so are you going to have one of those, Glenn? You're going to have the ultra protective mega super case to protect your $8,000 purchase? I I do want 8,000. I do want a a screen protector though. I really do just uh, more for the glare than anything else because when I'm trying to shoot it with the camera, I get some glare if it's real light. So I have to wait until it's dark to shoot. We are going to definitely nerd out with the near capabilities at at MGC. And, and, and I'm going to get so much payback for me making fun of all the 3DS nerds. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and get a street pass to cross over do like a crisscross like, did you get did you get my me on your vita oh boy that, that's gonna open them. they were the they were the best hip-hop group of the 80s 90s and they, and they wore their that? clothes backwards and boy they were cool <laughs> and now one's homeless i think i don't know whatever oh crisscross i haven't <laughs> thought of them in so long and i'm cross <laughs> I heard a yeah. developer at work today refer to crisscross, quote unquote. I'm like, is that programming language? Crisscross? <laughs> no, it's the hippity hop, yo. Yeah. Um, I'm trying uh, to think of anything else in the Vita I was going to talk about. Uh, I do have another video done, but I edited it wrong and then blah, blah, blah. So after the show tonight, I'm going to encode it and hopefully get it up on YouTube. I, I shot the, uh, since I was resetting the whole, P, the, the whole Vita, I. Uh, I, I filmed the entire setup process, of course, not showing my email address or my credit card information. So you'll see a little, couple little skips there in the video. But uh, yeah, so I, I shot that and showed some stuff like uh, the different menus and everything available. So I'll have that up hopefully pretty quickly here. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else on there. Uh, just been playing seriously a lot of uh, Uncharted, and what was I messing with the other night? Oh, Welcome Park. i got to talk about that a little bit. Uh, So Welcome Park is the game that's built into the system. It's basically a tutorial to teach you how to use all of the different functions of the system. You know, the back touchpad, the front touchpad, the cameras, uh, the gyroscope in it. 
So they, it's got like five different little mini games in it, and you can seriously get trophies on them. Everything. It's you can platinum this game, and uh, so like the first one, they they try to nudge you towards games in order, even though you have a choice of what you want to play. And uh, the first one is uh, it's simply tapping on numbers from one to five. But so they put them up on the screen. You have to try to be as fast as possible to hit one, two, three, or one, two, three, four, or whatever. But sometimes they'll have like two threes on there, so you have to use two fingers at once and hit them. And you know they're just teaching you how to use the touch screen. And then uh, they have this other one where these little rings, but... where they're testing to see whether you have a, a concussion or not. <laughs> Why doesn't it say Thursday on here? Uh, yeah, so it's playing that. And your time though—that's how you get your trophies on it—is you, you have a, a, a you know a goal time like twenty seconds. You have to do this in twenty seconds. And old me, I'm like 23. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I, I kept going back and playing them and playing them. And, and there's this one where you use the back touchpad to hit these, like you tap it, and it shoots this ball out of the water from the bottom through these rings. So the harder you hit it, the further the ball goes up. So you have to do that kind of thing. And then there's the, the one I really enjoyed, and I, I can see really getting addicted to it, is use the gyroscope to uh, move this guy in a skateboard back and forth. And and if you flip the P, the Vita either forward or backward, like horizontally, forward or backward, uh, he'll jump. And you can control him in the air still. And so all these bouncing balls start from the right side and come through, and you have to uh, you have to avoid them. But then these stars come up, and you have to try to grab the stars also. And it sounds really simplistic and stupid, but it's really addictive. Uh, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, hey Joel, what? guess who's trying to get his first platinum? <laughs> no, no, actually, uh, ain't gonna happen. There's no way. I'm too old. But there's another one where you use the camera to take a picture of whatever, and it'll turn it into one of those sliding sliding squares games. So that's kind of neat. Uh, what are the other ones? I don't remember anymore. But it's pretty neat. I mean, it's neat that it's on there. It's it's these little quick mini games, and and like I said, the the skateboard one, I was really getting hooked on. So, yeah, pretty neat. Awesome. I don't know, you just want me to finish up? <laughs> I don't know that much more. <laughs> Is that what she said? Yeah, that's right. Uh, also played a lot of Super Star Soldier, uh, PC Engine game. By the way, uh, we need to mount an attack on Konami. Uh, obviously, Hudson shut its doors here in the U.S., and Konami owns everything. They have 48 PC Engine games on the PSN in Japan. 48. We have wow. like six games here. This is bullshit. That's not it's fair. Like, yeah, it's fucking bullshit. And uh, it, I, I have a feeling that they're not planning on it anymore because that PC Engine category or the the Turbo Graphics category in the USPSN, yeah, nowhere to be found. So uh, we need to mount an offensive on Konami to get them to start releasing some more games. Because guess what, kids in Japan, they've got all the soldier games except for Fancy Star Soldier, but they have all the soldier games and they have Blazing Lasers. Blazing fucking lasers, one of the best shmups of all time. It's a vertical shmup, one of the best of all time. Done by trying, to put, trying to put Carlson out of business or something? What's your problem? Uh, no way, dude. Well, Blazing Lasers, you can get in the U.S. for five bucks. It's a cheap game, but it's it's an awesome shmup. So we need to get those guys to bring that shit over here. Like Lord of Thunder, Gate of Thunder, both of them. They got all the East games. What up with that? Let's go. So, yeah, we, uh, I'm going to start a Twitter war on those guys, I think. Uh, I don't, yeah, we, we have to mount the offensive for the three <laughs> people that really give a shit about their graphics games over here. <laughs> uh, yeah. I uh, played a ton of MLB 11 the show this weekend. I uh, wanted to take some notes. 
and just kind of get prepared, get back into the the swing of how to play the game and everything uh, for next week. And yeah, let me just tell the listeners that I'm not sure they realize, you know, being being a member of this team, and I'm sure Josh also realizes this as well, the amount of like seriousness and dedication you put into this weekend of MLB. Like literally you were rolling for like hours and hours and hours. And you're like, you probably got the map on the wall, if you will. Right. I mean, you're, you're, you're catching stuff. You're writing it down. You're taking notes. You're taking it to them and saying, you know, I was playing this last weekend and on game 420, this, this happens. And I don't quite understand. The second base floated up off of its mount. That shit's wrong. No, that's actually the Operation Sports that. guys. That those okay. guys are are really detailed. Uh, my role really is. It's kind of cool because, and I don't think a lot of people understand how this goes, but uh, I'm really the only one going that's not from Operation Sports. Like that, I don't sit on those forums every day. Uh, I think it's a great place, and actually, it's one of the best places. Uh, but they get these four guys from Operation Sports every year, and they go out there. And then there's usually two other ones that they invite, like they kind of rotate. And each person that's coming from Operation Sports does a certain thing. So there's this guy, Knight, that is really well known. He puts out a a custom roster every year. Now, last year he got a lot of help from the community because he was really busy. But he puts out a custom roster like within the first week of the game coming out usually. Or it's something ridiculous like that. Uh, This guy... all he does is simulations. So he gets this gorgeous baseball game with all this work put into it, and the dude literally sits in front of the screen for three and a half days at this event and just simulates games. And it doesn't actually show the gameplay. It just shows the stats flying by on the screen. (laughs) So they reach out So to the layman's out there. They reach out to their community. They use this vehicle, the Operation Sports website, which is about the most fanatical, if not the most fanatical, set of sports enthusiasts out there, specifically sports enthusiasts who play video games. Bunch of guys with maps on their walls. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And then they call these guys in because these guys are the... They're not even self-prescribed, but they're just known as sort of the experts in these areas. Well, if, they call they call them in to help them make the game that much better. They're reaching out to the community. They're bringing. Is, I mean, is this normal development practice? I don't. I don't see too really. much of this from what I'm seeing. No. And, so you're going there to represent. Well, what, what what piece of this do you do? I don't know. Uh, no, it's well. First off, I want to I wanted to kind of correct one thing, and it's not that they're known as quote unquote the experts in most cases. Uh, Knight's really well known because he's so fanatical about the stats thing, and he knows the system really well. <clears throat> the other guys, they're really good at what they do, but it's not about them being like the expert. It, part of it, I think, is because they're le- very level headed and they're very good at giving really really good feedback. Like, they're very meticulous. When I was out there last year, I noticed that right away. You know, there, there are some tools that when we're playing the game we can use to help the, the development team. Like, uh, you can hit a, a couple of buttons and it'll actually record a video of your last 15 seconds of gameplay so that they can see the bug that you're talking about, that kind of thing. Right. But it's not just that. They come out really well prepared. They're, they actually um, represent their the forums over at OS. So they... They put up threads for everything, like Road to the Show, like uh, just doing season play for, or franchise play. Uh, for arcade, for online, there's a, another thread for Vita. And they compile all this, all these questions. And, they, and everybody kind of goes through them to see what's ridiculous and what actually is something we can answer. And they actually, I mean, these guys work just as hard as I do when I'm out there. You know, the hotel we stay at across the street from the studio has uh, PCs out there that you can use to get on the internet. 
And these guys get up brutally early in the morning and they just go and post all this information every day and try to answer as many people's questions as possible. But what we're doing in San Diego is we're actually sitting with the development team, like certain individuals from the development team, the entire time we're there. And they want us to look at certain aspects of what game. Like this time we're obviously going to get a look at the Vita version, which hasn't been shown yet really. Uh, except I think they showed it where you were at, right, Josh? Yeah, uh, the Vita <laughs> version? I don't know if they showed it or not there. I don't think I saw it there. Okay. No, it was just the PS3 <laughs> version, actually. Okay. So it's stuff like that, but like what I'm going for, like last year I really focused on the stadiums and I really focused on Road of the Show because when I play that game, that's all it is. It's us three playing Road of the Show when we sit, sit down in Fond du Lac all weekend. <clears throat> so I just know that mode really well. We, you know, there's, there's one guy that just goes on uniforms. There's one guy that goes on franchise mode. And everybody kind of has their specialty on what they need to look at because it sounds like a lot, but we only have three and a half days there. And when, when I say three and a half days, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting. We get there Monday. We started about 2.30 on Monday. And they say they always have it scheduled until 11 o'clock at night, and we always end up leaving at like 1 or 2 in the morning. Now, you got to remember, I live in central time, so that's like 3 or 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning my time. I sleep for four hours. I get up, take a shower, and I'm downstairs to talk to the guys, and we're back over at the studio for like a 16 or 18-hour day. That's great. I just I wanted to give them a kudos, you know, yeah. all the ass-kissing aside. That I mean, you're going, obviously. So, yeah. But I just think it's really neat that, that they reach out to the community to do that and to make their game better. It, what it, an honest, it, it, uh, honest way to... You know, it's not like some of the other development houses out there, some of the other projects, like Madden, for example. Yeah. I can't imagine EA bringing their community in and doing this with Madden. Well, it, it's, it's kind of funny when you bring Madden up because uh, a guy that has worked on MLB since the beginning, essentially, uh, Colby, uh, just left to become, the, I think, the creative director on the Madden series. He just left the team. I saw that. Yeah, yeah which bums me out because I, I hung a lot with him last year, and I'm really bummed about that. But I'll tell you, if there's anybody that can make a change, it is Colby. Seriously, he... Is really good at what he does. He's a very knowledgeable guy, even though he still had this problem of putting uh, an indication on the menus to get the random teams hit L2, but whatever. Because uh, <laughs> we fought about that for like three days straight. Like, we, it's L2, okay, but nobody knows that. Put it on the screen. You don't need to see that on the screen. It clutters it up. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, it, it's really cool because it, it's... It, it, you you nail it on the head. You don't see this very often. You don't like. I think Blizzard might do that every now and then, or else they do it at BlizzCon or whatever. They might have focus groups or whatever else. Well, yeah, they're not the only. I've one. heard of, <laughs> but I've heard of yeah other groups doing things like this. Like yeah. the NHL group uh, for EA actually brings uh, well, some yeah. of the best players out, you know, for a couple days just to check on things and and play and do similar things. You know, right, right. I mean, but it's not. It's not widespread, I'd say. It's, it is it is really cool. I mean, you know, there's a lot of why the hell do you get to go, that kind of thing, to a lot of people on, on OS. But, uh, you know, those guys are really well-respected, and uh, there's a reason that those guys are invited every year. They, they do a lot, of, a lot of things. I mean, we're all taking vacation off of our work to go out to this thing. And I'm not going to lie. It's a blast. I'll be the first one to tell you. It's an absolute blast. But it's not easy. I mean, it, it, especially as old as I'm getting, it's really tough to stay up all those hours. But, <clears throat> you know, everybody's like, oh, you get to get to San Diego. We, we see the sun for the five minutes that we walk from the hotel to the studio. We sit in a conference room that's in the middle of the building with no windows and no clock. 
<laughs> that's it. But, that's awesome. Yeah. So I did get permission to do some video out there again this year. Uh, I'm gonna. I have the whole new camera set up and everything. So I'm even gonna try if we if we're on a build that I can take video of. I'm gonna try to get some videos posted during that week as well. So I have a lot of aspirations. I don't know what I'm gonna be able to do until I'm out there. But keep your eye on uh, our website, and if we get any videos up, we'll, they'll definitely go up on psnation.org. And Sweet. Uh, yeah, last year I did a write. I was going to try to do a write up every night. I got one done the first night, and then I had two, three hours of sleep. I didn't get any more write ups done after that. <laughs> but I do tweet a lot, so that's okay. So, bring it all back. How about I just <laughs> I take those banners and just put a twelve at the end instead of eleven? That's fine. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I try but seriously they they really like there there's also set times when they bring certain developer or certain guys in from certain parts of the team that want to focus on one thing and you start working with these guys and you totally lose track of time it, it seriously is an honor that I got invited and that I've been invited twice now and I don't take that lightly at all I I'm very appreciative and I, I you know they let me actually cover this a little bit as well as you know being there for their benefit i mean they're allowing me to take video they're allowing me we're going to be shooting some interviews this year with the team that hopefully we'll get on a nice video package you know they're allowing me to do a lot of things that they don't have to do because uh, officially i'm not out there as quote-unquote press or whatever else i'm out there as, as part of this group but uh yeah i'm nothing but appreciative of this and and uh i hope it happens again but if it doesn't i'll have one <laughs> I'll have the fun that I've already had the last two years or the second year, but yeah, it's it's really cool that they do this. And it, it, you start taking it personally too. You're like, I've I've been a part of this, and you know, I want this to succeed, and you know that kind of thing. But yeah, it's it's freaking awesome. Anyway, <laughs> enough of that blubbering. <laughs> and just a reminder: Josh and I are doing the show alone next week. Yeah. So three. Well, I'll be on. I'll be on for part a little bit, two. Talking about Just Cause two. That's right. <laughs> Damn right you will. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get you in from San Diego at some point. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, uh, started playing the Epic Quest table on Zen Pinball. This one snuck out of nowhere. This table freaking rules. It is so good because Gruel actually uh, uh, tweeted me at me one day. He goes, "What do you think of the table? It's kind of got this Monty Python vibe." I think it was Gruel that said that. And I got I hadn't tried it yet. I'm like, all right, I gotta get on and try it. And I was playing it, and it's it's this knight standing on the left side, and he's just saying all these stupid things all the time. And all of a sudden, about 15 minutes into the table, all of a sudden, I went, wait a second, this is making fun of RPGs and MMOs. But you upgrade him. Yeah, you upgrade him, and you get XP, <laughs> and you fight like giant rats, and you fight bats. You have to like take out 20 bats. So it reminded me exactly of the South Park episode of you know the World of Warcraft one where they're killing all the little ants or whatever. And I was like, oh my god, I'm, I'm fighting bats here and all this. It's such a great table. I love it. Definitely, actually, one of, probably my favorite table on Zen now. I, did, I think it's fantastic. So, and, you know, all the people on my friends list, you might want to look at your uh, scores because they're no good anymore. Just saying. <laughs> I was wondering what that table was. I never heard of it. I saw you tweet. I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah, it just came out and, and I grabbed it right away and I'm like, oh, what the hell is this? Like, I'll grab it. Hell. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's really good. It's fun. The lanes are great. The targets are really well laid out and everything. It, it's it's really good. So yeah, uh, played more NFL Blitz. I know that Joel's planning on doing the the review next week, but uh, yes, 
really like it. I, you know, it sucks that there's no late hits, but I really do like it so far. I've been playing the Gauntlet mode, which uh, you, you, it's it's almost like the the Mortal Kombat Tower, you know, Mortal Kombat where you just keep building up. So you go through some teams. There's actually boss teams, like the Cheeseheads, are one of the bosses. Yeah, and, that was kind of uh, weird. Like you're, you're playing teams, but then you play a boss, like one dude. Yeah, and I'm think I'm thinking, how's this? Is it going? Is this dude going to be in the Cowboys, or is he? <laughs> so then, then you get to that team, and there's like tw- you know seven of that one dude. Yeah, and I accidentally accidentally activated big head mode one time, which was kind of funny. Um, yeah, so <laughs> but yeah, it's got that whole Mortal Kombat uh, NFL Blitz code entry thing. Yeah, yeah, the and they always had that in Blitz, so it was really cool. It used to be, you know, one, two, three with all three buttons would turn on um, or turn off the computer assistance, which I need to find that code because I really hate computer assistance in NBA Jam and Blitz. So that's what that's how they rubber band and keep things close. Uh, but I really like it. It feels like Blitz. I mean, it literally feels like Blitz. Like they, sort they, of. To me, it does. I mean, I it seems to have like the same distance when you're th- when you're jumping at something. It seems to have that same it, the feel itself just seems to really be there for me. So I don't yeah, know. To me it's it's lost the arcade control feel. Really? The control the yeah, the control control mechanic hasn't changed a whole lot, but its reaction time is much different. See, so I don't it, think so. Huh. In Blitz for me to be able to spin was real simple. Oh you, yeah, 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 yeah. You could spin away from all sorts of tackles, and it made the game more arcadey. You know, bringing a guy down wasn't just getting there at the right time and, and being in the right position to make a tackle. There was also strategy involved in making sure you tackled him not at the exact same moment that he was going to do a spin move. But the spin move is at least, unless I'm missing something, has pretty much been rendered useless. I don't agree with that. Am I hitting the buttons wrong or something? I'm like, I you have hitting to hit- a little bit too late. Maybe I did notice <laughs> that you have to hit it earlier, but. Um, I had some epic runs with Ryan Grant because it's like yes, Joel, right, you stink. <laughs> it's right to twice to spin. No, not just that. You can also hit circle to spin. Yeah, I gotta try. I, see, see I was right to twice is the old juke move. <clears throat> I'm following the on-screen displays. I could have swore it said right two to spin. Well, no, twice, yeah, twice yeah, you spin. can. That, that's the old way to do it because you'd always have to double tap uh, um, turbo to do it. But on no here, wonder. you can also hit circle to spin. Yeah, I got to figure out the different controls because this sucks with the current control. Yeah, yeah. R one jukes, and then R two is turbo. But if you double tap it, you do the spin. Yeah, the turbo's fine. The jukes, the uh, stiff arm is fine. Yeah, although the stiff arm doesn't seem to be as effective. Mm, nah, I don't use it that much anyway. All the over the top stuff has been toned down a little bit. I mean, yeah, they got rid of the the late hits, which, which is weird yeah. at first. Yeah, but then after that, everything is is a little bit muted. It's sort of tuned down it's it's not as over the top as it used to be no i mean they don't talk as much trash that kind of thing but they you know but they could i think the core gameplay is there and i'm I'm really enjoying it i was shocked but yeah there's things that i miss like the late hits i miss big time doing the leg drop and stuff well i find myself playing defense now and i I played defense before but defense was just can you get a pick can you force a fumble now you you can play actual defense you can stop the so there there seems to be I don't want to say simulation because that's that's a really stupid way of putting it, but it's more simulation than it was previously. It's like it went that direction just a little bit. It's it seems to still have the same AI though because uh, I used to do the I they released NFL Blitz on the PC if you had a 3D FX card and it was the exact game as the arcade like because the arcade one uses the 3D FX as well and Rock and I used to play that like literally constantly 
And one of my moves was always bringing one of my defenders over up to the line, and you can just hold down. And mm-hmm. he'll just sit there and run in place at the line until it's hiked. Well, if you're sit- if you're standing in the wrong spot, the quarterback will automatically go the other uh, away from where you are. And mm-hmm. what you can do is you can use your blitzes more effectively. So if you have a blitz coming in from the right side, you bring your defender over to the left. So you just do the single blitz instead of the double blitz. Right. So you, you have the blitzer on the right side. You bring yourself over to the left, right next to one of the, to the uh, to the end guy, and you just keep holding down. Well, automatically the quarterback goes to the right, and your blitzer will get him almost every time. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So it's that kind of stuff that you have to learn about the AI in the game, because there's, I mean, this thing was developed like how many years ago? But I, I seriously think either they're using some code from the arcade game, or they just re- reproduced it as well as they could. Because that, that's what really impressed me is that I could still use some of those plays, and every playbook is the same as the arcade one. I noticed that. That's yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, I, I, you know, yeah, there's things that can be improved. I, I, I miss the late hits big time. Uh, I miss the trash talk, that kind of stuff. But it's cool having more than just two stadiums, and it's cool that the graphics are as good as they are, and the game, to me, plays really well. But I guess given the choice, I'd rather have NFL Blitz 2000 ported in HD. Yeah. It had a lot more to the, offer, yeah. It wasn't that weird when you... And I tweeted this, too. I don't know if you guys saw that. But when you fire the game up, EA Sports, it's in the game. Yeah, that's weird. I was like, whoa, that just feels wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Although they have the same announcer again, which is cool, like NBA Jam. So I was happy yeah, about that. Yeah, that is nice. That is nice. But they added some other schmuck to the, yeah, and he the rotation. <laughs> he yeah, he's horrible. He sucks. So they got the main announcer who's over the top like he used to be. But then they got this other guy, and the other guy says kind of more more football type stuff. But then he sprinkles in his jokes here and there, and it's almost like a bad audio track. Like, it sounds like there's six guys going sometimes. There's, his voice is all over the place as far as his pitch yeah. and his tone. You can't even tell it's the same dude half the time. I know. Kind of weird. Know. Yeah. And the music kind of sucks, too. Kind of. Yeah. All right. It sucks. <laughs> but it's still... It's horrible. I like the game, so... Yeah, I like but it so I'll let far. You yeah. I, I want to play... There's a couple different modes there. So I, we played a lot of the gauntlet mode, but then there's this other pretty big mode that you got to go online and you earn earn points to purchase cards and all that jazz. So I want to play more of that before I review it. Fortunately, you can't go to the store and spend $10 to get points to get the cards. That whole mechanic doesn't seem to be there. It's only what you earn in the game. Yeah. So it doesn't have the Tiger Woods thing, thankfully. Thank God. It's not real money. It's you Your $15 earn money download in-game. game now became 70 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. That's the last thing I, I played. I, I watched uh, The Last Boy Scout. It was on HDNet. It was awesome because that movie rules. So I will be watching it again. And then uh, finally saw Bridesmaids. Rented yeah, what'd you think? <laughs> rented it off the uh, PSN store. That movie was really good. That uh, That's hilarious. Although the people saying it's like the hangover with women is completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's a stupid thing. I've, yeah, I heard yeah. that too. I don't get <laughs> no, that at all. Excellent. The, the bigger one. Holy shit, she's awesome. She's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. She's actually up for an Oscar, and believe it or not, in that role. Did really? you see that? Yeah. I did. Well, no, no, no. Wait. She's predicted. I'm sorry. They haven't announced okay. him yet. Yeah, she but a lot of the big, big, uh, when big media the, uh, outlets are predicting her to be a nominee. When they're in the store trying on the dresses, and that she's... That part everybody talks Don't about. Don't look at me! Don't look at me! It's like hot lava coming out of me! <laughs> yeah. No, that was, that was a really good movie. Did you... Uh, it was cool. so funny. They had the they had the like the special edition on the PSN. So after the credits, they had a bunch of uh, alternate takes and just all them improving. 
holy crap. The the blonde from Reno 911, some of the stuff she said, I wish they would have left in. Oh, oh really? my god. Yeah, there was she some great funny. stuff. Yeah, very enjoyable movie. Very, uh, very surprising. And I always like Kristen Wiig, but you know there are those moments she's really good at having those uncomfortable moments. And I hate that movie. So I was like, oh, get by it, get by it, get by it. But, yeah, <laughs> I thought really she cool. was pretty good in the movie. Yeah, and John Hamm was hilarious. He was awesome in that movie. And the funny thing is, that prissy girl in the bri- in the bridesmaids group, the one that loves Disney so much. Yeah, John Hamm was her drama teacher in high school. Really? Yeah, because after he got out of, out of college, he went back to his high school and taught for a couple of years because he didn't know what he was going to do. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> I was just getting all my all my uh, talk in before Josh does those two reviews. Well, then I'll go next. Oh, no. Uh, because really all I played was uh, the Marbians and All Zombies Must Die. <laughs> uh, I played the crap out of both of them. But I played briefly Burn Zombie Burn because all zombies must die is from the same developer. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's, it looks yeah. similar, so yeah. It yeah. does oh, look similar. It looks very similar. <laughs> it's a different game. Yeah, um, yeah, very different game. Hmm. But, I mean, that's really all I played. But I watched uh, because I was finally finishing up my database of the DVDs and Blu-rays and junk I have here. Uh-huh. And I wanted to make sure everything was right. And I got to the one. I was like, oh, I missed this. And I pulled it out, and it was like a DVD-R of something I recorded off Game Show Network. And it was a documentary called The Real Match Game, The Story Behind the Blank. Are you shitting me? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, you need to bring <laughs> that to so MGC. Awesome. I'll bring it. Oh, <laughs> but I made to. a cover for it real quick, and I put it in the database. And then I was like, I should watch this. I, I don't think I've watched it. And it's really cool because they have – basically they have Gene Rayburn's last interview before he died. Oh, shit. And he was sitting there, and you could tell he, was, he wasn't in great shape, but he, he's sitting there and he's reminiscing. And they go back and they show all these old clips and they really talk about the drugs and the drinking and everything oh, yeah. that was going on during the taping and between episodes because they, they'd film like two or three – and then they'd have a dinner break, and then they'd film a couple more, and they'd just get blitzed at dinner. And they'd come <laughs> back, and the shows after were just crazy. <laughs> so oh it's it's really cool. It's a history. It's For people who don't know, The Match Game was a game show in the 70s. Well, it started in the 60s, but it really hit its stride in the middle of the 70s. It was on at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and... And that's when I always watch it. I come home from yeah. school and I'd watch it with my mom. And a lot of it was way over my head because oh, yeah. the jokes got really sexual and stuff like that. But, you know, to me, I just, the stuff they were saying was just hilarious. They'd say boobs all the time, which was like the first time people were saying that on TV. Uh, they started to get into all kinds of crazy stuff. But it, it's just a really, really cool game show. Uh, that was very free form with with the way they had a panel of six celebrities, and they'd have to fill in the blank on a on a question or a statement, and then they'd have to the players would have to match, see how many celebrities they could match. You know, they yep. they'd pick a, something to fill in, and one of them was uh, that they kept showing on the on the documentary was uh, 
the oh. somebody they went to the North Pole and people were really surprised when they saw Santa Claus's Santa Claus blanking his elves. <laughs> <laughs> so they do things like that they put in these things which could go really really filthy but of course it's network tv so you can't really go filthy yep <laughs> and just seeing the things that people come up with it's it's awesome God, i used to love that but, show yeah the whole richard dawson thing like i had wondered why he left uh i mean well, he left to start family once. feud yeah, that yeah. got explained. Because I, I, they did a thing on the Family Feud one time, and that got explained, but I don't remember what it was anymore. Well, he was he kept bugging Mike Goodson, uh, you know, Goodson and Todman, yeah. uh, the game show gurus. He kept bugging him for his own show. Right. Because uh, he felt he was a bigger star than this. He had much more to offer, and he just he started to feel stifled at the show, and he didn't. Uh, the other thing was they do at the end of the game, they do like this super match where, you know, the contestant would pick a celebrity to match one celebrity and they'd have to match with them somehow. It'd be like blank pod. And then they, they both have to think of the same you're, you're, word. You're trying to, you're trying to explain this to these youngins. They just don't get it, dude. <laughs> you have to say it anyway. Yeah. But the but the thing was they always picked Richard. Yeah. Always picked him. Like 90% of the time he was the one that was picked. And I guess the producers got sick of that, so they they put out that wheel that had everybody's names on it. Yeah. So that they had to spin it and they'd have to match with whatever celebrity they they lined up with. Well, of course, the very first spin of the wheel was Richard. <laughs> And everybody stood up and walked off the <laughs> walked off the set, <laughs> including Richard. He was like, yeah, "Hell with this!" And they all walked away. Oh, but man. that that alone set him off. And he was like, "You know, they just they took that away from me." He's like, "And this is ridiculous." You know, everybody wanted to pick me, and now they don't want me to to be a star on the show. And now they're pushing it away. I want my own show. And he just became more and more cantankerous and belligerent and they finally said if you want to leave leave and he was like bye <laughs> Jeez. he walked off and then he, they started family feud with him because he was the big star you bet your ass um but really the the only reason that show worked was gene rayburn uh yeah the host he, he was, was a dirty amazing. old man that you knew was yeah. out partying every night drinking yeah. scotch and doing blow off some woman's tits and he was just so funny. He's yeah. he was a really good what? comedy type guy, and <laughs> that's just what made. Hey, we it woke so Joel great. up. <laughs> dude, what? No, up, I what? just like Glenn's uh, like dream world of how dude lived his life. It was pretty funny. Dream world. <laughs> that was real. He really did blow off a lady's tits. I don't know. That. Probably. No. I cannot confirm no, or deny, he's... Senator. I. Uh. <laughs> So that that was the fun thing about the show. He he was hilarious, and he really he was like the the mad zookeeper. You know, he would yeah. and he would run around like he'd run over to the guy doing the commercial break, and the cameras are turning, and you oh, can see the crazy. other camera, and he'd do stuff like that. And yep, he was doing crazy things on TV <clears> that you'd <throat> never ever see. He was that crazy so, uncle that you all have. Yeah, that, that's, awesome. that's who Gene Rayburn was. It was awesome. And, he, and I'm sure the show is still on the Game Show Network, uh, so if you've never seen it, do yourself a favor and, and watch it. But you need to see, like, 
match game 73, 74, 75. That was like the heyday of it. Yep. If you see other ones, like if it just says match game, then it's nah, it's it's going to be good, but not as great. Exactly. So, yeah. Anyway, so what were we awesome talking about? Awesome show. That was it. <laughs> That's all I did. I had to get Look that. Look at that, Joel. That, that is talent. He goes that. for 15 minutes on the match game. Yep. <laughs> awesome bringing show. It, bringing it back to video games, I played NBA 2K12. Still ah. playing that. Playing the Bucks. And uh, we're recording Monday night, so I get to go to the Bucks game tomorrow night. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, it's all for you. Oh, well, I know. It's not, but it, it worked out very well. So thank you anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> Batman Arkham City, still making my way through that. I added another game to the pile of games I'm playing and making my way through, and that is Infamous 2, finally. Jesus. Re- reinvigorated that effort. Good or so evil? I'm, yes. Uh, good. Okay. I Attaboy. usually play through good first time. Okay. Yeah, so good. But you know what's interesting is trying to figure out which game I want to play more, but I guess if I reveal that, then I'm sort of almost spoiling two episodes from now when we talk game of the year. So <laughs> That's two a lot episodes. of game of the year. Yeah, two episodes <laughs> from now. A lot of game of the year games or candidates getting in and out of my PS3 lately. Played some NFL Blitz. We talked about that. And uh, on my hard drive, I picked it up. It was a deal. I think I might have got it for fourteen ninety nine or something along those lines a couple weeks ago. Josh's favorite game, Split Second, is on my hard drive. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, with it being on the hard drive and it being also convenient as I spin past and look at it sitting there, I've been playing that. Awesome. So I've been playing more Split Second. I'm still... Each of the levels are divided. I forget what they're called, if they're episodes or they're movies, but basically different set pieces are the different levels, and I'm on set piece five. So I'm still like very early on in the game. There's like 14 or 12 movies or set pieces, so I didn't realize how short I am into that game. But I'm enjoying it. It's there. I don't think I ever got past level one, but I wouldn't know for sure, really. Well, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> you know, it's 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 quite a game. It is. It's great. Another yes, one I need to Josh finish. Josh loves it so much he only plays it when he doesn't remember playing it. Yeah, only when he's awake for about 22 hours. Only, yeah, only when I'm asleep. That's when I play it. <laughs> well, if I fall asleep playing it, I'll let you know. Because there might be something to that then. Could be something in the split-second DNA that causes people to sleep. But that's yet to be determined. I need yeah. to play. I'm only on level five, as I said. So maybe by level 10, we'll start to doze off. We'll see. <laughs> I went in, and I think Josh has got some discussion here also. Maybe my bringing it up will poke him a little bit. The, I went into the PS Nation Facebook clubhouse. Hmm. What? Oh, hey, so did I. I forgot about that. I did yeah, that. <laughs> so I, I went in there, and my story isn't as big as yours, Josh, so I'll go first. But I, I went in there very early on, and we talked about it last episode. I think I went in the day after. So uh, the gentleman had just started to set it up. Things were looking pretty good. There was 14 different uh, scribble, scribble shooters available for, to, for me to play. <laughs> so I, that's yeah. cool. You know, I like that game. So I, I think I played some scribble shooter. I, I hung out a little bit in the area. I think I went on Facebook and said, I'm here. Where is everybody? Nobody, I think, is, nobody was available at that time. But then I, I understand, Josh, I saw some discussion later down on the thread. You went in there and you worked with Keith. Keith Patrick Dunn, the gentleman who set it up, and you guys had some interesting little points I read in the Facebook thread, mm-hmm. if you wanted yeah. to talk about that. 
Yeah, it kind of stinks. I mean, I had been watching that thread, and they kept saying, well, I'll make you a mod, and then you can add your own games in there and set some other stuff and do this and do that. And yeah, when I well. went in there, yeah, you can't. Only the owner of the space can set up furniture and well, it's stuff. N- it's not just that. Uh, I tried to play with that UFO thing in the middle, and I couldn't even do that. Yeah, it didn't work for me either. I was going to ask. It's because we don't own it. It, there was no activate why. choice. You could only look at it, like when you went up to it. You could yeah, view if, or help or whatever the choice is, but there's no activate. If you own well, that nothing... item, you probably could. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, he said in the thread, the he's thing. like, go over there and check it out. It's really cool. And I'm over there, I'm like, I know I'm retarded, but I'm not this, <laughs> not this bad. <laughs> what am I doing wrong here? See, because when I was in there, it was moving around, but I have it for some reason. I, I think I won it somewhere. Because <laughs> I certainly didn't buy it. Yeah, um, we got all those codes together, and I don't, I don't have it. wouldn't work for me. Hmm. But uh, the other thing that I was noticing, I didn't even get to write back in the thread, but everybody was talking about, well, we'll put the Namco things in there so people can try them. You can't, because if they don't own the games... They they can't can't, play because them. it takes you out to the XMB and launches the game. I think so Scribble if you don't Shooter own does the work, game, though. You can't play it. Yeah, yeah. Scribble yes. Shooter would. Yeah. yeah, and it leaves you right at home, too. It's a home too. game. Yeah. yeah, which is nice. And that was the thing. I was like, oh, well, I did because I had like eight bucks on my, on my account that had been sitting there for a while that I just didn't know what to do with. I bought a clubhouse. Because they had the deal where if you buy like the fancy Vegas clubhouse or whatever that is, the desert one, then you also get the other one for free. Ooh. But the problem is, as gigantic as that space is, like I went in there immediately and I looked at how big the space was and I was like, all right, you know, we'll maybe we'll do some crossover here between that one and this one. You know, I'll set this up. Let me decorate it with all because I have like all those home games which means people could play them. You know, they're like Scribble Shooter. They're not like the ones where you have to go out to the XMB to play them. Sure. So I start to set all those arcade games up, and then I set the pool table up, and I'm starting to set other things up, and I barely got anything in there, and it told me I couldn't set anything else up. Oh, because you had 32 objects. It has that same exact finite limit, even though in a space this large, yeah, 32 objects, it still looks barren. Yep. It's, uh, it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, but they really need to up the number of items, plus the number of active items. Two active items only, and active items can include the Dragon's Lair games, video games, uh, the arcade ones, the darts game, and the checkers, and the pool table, and the oolong thing, and the but you have to trim it down to two. So you have to pick two, and that's that. How cool would all that be if it worked seamlessly? And I understand there's uh, limitations, and there's next networking, and there's all sorts of shit to worry about. And I, you know, I'm not gonna not saying they're gonna pull it off, but how cool would it be? If all of that stuff works seamlessly, if you walked up to a Scribble Shooter arcade cabinet and the high scores on that cabinet were only local to our clubhouse, if all of the active items worked for everybody, if you could have more than one or two active, two active items, if all that stuff worked, that would be so cool. We, we would hang out there a lot. Yeah, I would well, say we probably would too, yeah. 
next PlayStation. There you go. Right. And go to the home forums and and just bug them about that stuff. Say that's what you want because they read all that, you know. True. And they have been making changes to the to the infrastructure, and they have been making changes based on what people are are bugging them about. I mean that that's part of what the whole redesign was. Uh, was based off of a lot of feedback from all the people that are in there constantly and and saying, I want this, I want that, make this better, do this. Um, What else was there? Oh, the other thing, we tried to get, I tried to get him into one of my personal spaces because I had like all those arcade games set up in there. And I'm like, well, let's try this. And I went, we put ourselves in a group and we went to my personal space and he couldn't go there. Yeah. Like he kept trying to join me and it it wouldn't let him join me. That's weird. And yeah, we haven't figured that one out yet. We don't know if it's because he's not on my friends list. Oh, you might have to set a setting because I think there's something um, like open invites or something like that that you have to have set. I looked for all the settings. I couldn't find anything. Because that's what it used to be. Like I had everything turned on. I think it's really cool what he's got going on there. What I want to have happen is I want to go there and bump into some peeps, bump into some of our community and stuff. If you guys, when you went there, did you run into anybody or were you in the space alone? I didn't (laughs) run into anybody in the clubhouse, but I ran into Ed Money that night because I went and played um, the the, the home hold'em, their hold'em room. It's actually pretty good. It needs some music or or some ability to play music, but uh, the game itself plays really well. I was was surprised. Is that a sports area? No, it's it's one of the um, it's just one of the areas that you can go to. It's called Home Hold'em. It's own special area. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because I know there's a there's a Hold'em in the sports area also. Yeah, uh, but basically this one it's really easy to join because they just keep opening tables. So you just say you want to do a quick join, and boom, you're on a table and you're going. So very cool. Interface is good. Oh. Really enjoyed it. Awesome. I was gonna say that reminds me. I did play the Resistance Three space the game that's in there yeah where you're in the diner and you leave the diner to go find stuff it's a little frustrating <laughs> <laughs> well so is that uh raging 29s or whatever the hell it's called oh the bootlegger 29 oh, the bootlegger one yeah that's re- not very good yeah and the resistance one is kind of cool but it's frustrating because you can't really tell. Like, you can't duck or anything. So you have to stand behind things. And the only way you can tell if they can see you is when the music gets crazier. Because you're hiding from Chimera, uh, from these hybrids and everything. And, like, I was behind a brick wall. And there was a fence there. But I guess because he could see me through the fence, boom, you're dead. Game over. I was like, wait, oh, wow, what? Really? No, come on. I'm on the other side of the wall. This is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, so I played it for a while, uh, just trying to find stuff and and wandering around there. It was interesting, but yeah, not so great. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I I want more. That's the problem. Like the... The clubhouse. The other thing is the clubhouse for the Facebook thing. It's the small clubhouse, so if you get a lot of people in there with all the furniture and all the stuff, because he really, I think he put everything he owned in there. <laughs> I think he took the couch out now, though. Oh, okay. Because he goes, wait, because, virtual, yeah. virtual people don't need to don't need to sit down, do they? 
<laughs> well, you could sit right really. on the floor, but yeah. it is very cluttered. The thing that drove me nuts, though, I was like, oh, check. I was like, what is that thing? And I walked over to it, and it says Just Cause 2 Scorpion Lounge Chair. And I'm like, ooh, but you can't sit in it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a tease. I can't even sit in this thing. <laughs> You'll never go back again. How long did you yeah. try? Was it five minutes, six minutes? Probably ten, ten. minutes. I, I'm thinking ten. Oh no! But we were in there for uh, we were in there for a good fifteen twenty minutes, uh, just trying a whole bunch of different things. Uh, the other thing, I kept trying to write stuff on the message board, and it would block what I was saying because it said I because I had written about booze and hookers. Nice. And it wouldn't let me say booze and hookers. So I tried replacing the O's with zeros, and it still caught it. It's like, no, you can't do it. And I had to replace it all with stars, and then you've completely lost the meaning of the whole thing. And I was like, well, this is ridiculous. (laughs) In our own clubhouse, our own private space, you still can't do that. But you don't want to risk risk, uh, hurting somebody's feelings or offending somebody. You can't do that nowadays. Well, PlayStation 4 is rumored, this is just a rumor, folks, but it's rumored to have booze and hookers. So they're trying not to give away the house for free. PS4 for the win. That's right. They're going to keep it centralized for Sony's later plans. Booze. No, that's the PlayStation LifeNet style (laughs) thing. (laughs) And with that, I think we should take a break. How about that, guys? All right. All right, well, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to hear Josh talk. Even Wait, Joel, did you even go? Yeah, you talked about NBA. So, all right, we'll uh, take the break. We'll come back with Josh's reviews of the Marbians and All Zombies Must Die emails and whatever else we can do to fill three more hours. We'll be right back. And uh, sit back, maybe make a nice cup of uh, of tea, like an Earl Grey or something like that, and uh, be whisked away to another world with Josh Langford reviewing two games. <laughs> I should have got the acoustic out. You, you, if you would have given whisked. me notice, I could have oh, we got to do that sometime, like man. Composition, so people could drink Shit. their tea, listen to like a soothing, calming <laughs> acoustic. Write a limerick or two. Yeah, with my dirty voice over top of it. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Whisked away to another world, you say, with the Marbians, huh? Uh See what I did there? I didn't even know about the game. See? 
It's a it's a minis title from Nordisk Film. It was a puzzle game that was originally released on the iPhone. Okay, so mm-hmm. there are some control things going on there. You'll see. Uh, you're basically Martians in marble spacesuits. And it's a very thin premise just to get you to do this puzzle game. Uh, you crash-landed in an attic in Roswell sometime in the 40s. And you're in this attic, and you see three boxes labeled 1, 2, 3, but only box 1 is open to start. Uh, there's 24 levels in every box, so there's 72 levels altogether in this game. And it, it'll take you a good couple hours to get through it. I played through the whole thing. Wow. Uh, it's a physics-based game. So the trick to it is, like with the iPhone, you would just sort of flick the direction <laughs> you wanted your marble to go from what I've read. Mm-hmm. With the PS3, you pull back on the left stick and sort of aim with it, and then you let go of the stick, and you know that that flinging of the stick back to center position. Uh-huh. Like Angry Birds. It's supposed to actually make it, but it doesn't always work all that well. And I tried this with three different dual shocks because I thought maybe it's just this one. No, it's three different dual shocks. It works, I'd say, about 80% of the time. It works every time? <laughs> Unless... <laughs> Unless it's really, you need to do like high speed, like the very last level of the game, you have to do four marbles all in rapid succession, and it took me forever to get that done. Because I would I would pull back, and I would aim, and I would let go, and nothing would happen. And I'd pull back and let go, nothing would happen. Pull back, and then it's too late. I'm like, ah. And I have to restart the level. Frustrating. Incredibly frustrating. Uh, but when it works, it works great. So, and the only problem is it doesn't always work. Uh, so, how this works? Um, you get one shot to get your Marbian from where he is on the board over to his spaceship to escape the level. Mm-hmm. And along the way, there are marbles laying around on the level. So really you have to, it's like pool in a way. It's like billiards. You really have to look at the angles and try to line things up and take that one shot that's going to hit all those marbles, bounce off the walls, and get you all the way over to the spaceship in in one go. So that's really the trick to it. Uh, Because when you collect those marbles, you need a certain number of marbles to open up the next box. And then another set amount of marbles to open up the third box. So you want to get them all. And the other thing is, if you're nuts like me, you want to get all three on every level. And you'll keep going back trying to get all three on every level. Josh in the game like no one else. Yeah. It's cool, though, uh, because along the way it introduces all kinds of twists. Like there will be switches that you have to roll over, which will make walls move. So you'll need to hit things in a certain order. Uh, there are spinners, which is basically like a stick on a peg. And if you hit it, you know, it's going to, it'll push in one direction, but it's all physics. So you really have to be careful that you don't hit it and get caught behind it or, you know, hit it and get spun off in the wrong direction. 
there are magnets that repulse and attract the Marbians, so you have to work your way around those. That actually became another problem. There's one level near the end where there are three, three switches circling that are just encircling one of the magnets. So you have to hit it at the exact right amount and let go of the stick and get the get the guy to you know use the magnetism to pull himself all the way around the switch. Oh, that one took forever <laughs> just because of the stick and the way it works on on here. So that one got frustrating as well. Um, the other things you've got, I'd say there's like there's oil. Uh, which will get your momentum faster. There's some kind of goop on there that'll slow you down. There's transport pads. There's all kinds of stuff. And it all just starts to come on in higher levels. Uh, there are also <laughs> levels where you have more than one Marbian. Like I said, at the end, there where you have four. And all you need to do is get one of them to the spaceship uh, to continue. So the level starts out, and you've got two or three of them around there and you've got the marbles sitting out there as well that you want to collect or they're moon rocks they're not marbles they're moon rocks they just look like marbles <laughs> um, so you really have to look at it and you have to think in your mind alright if I bounce off this and then I hit this guy to push him forward and then I get because you can hit one of the other Marbians to push him along and then you still get to shoot him later you know you get to shoot each of them once so the trick is using all that momentum and, and knocking them around and getting them into the right position, and it gets really complicated, uh, but it's fun. So it's, it's a really cool game. The other thing is, at the end of it, you know, you can see all the different levels. All the levels are listed with the moon rocks you've collected, one, two, or three. So you can see which ones you didn't get all three. You can jump right back into any of them at any time and try it again. Hmm. So it's a cool game. It's actually a lot of fun, but the issues with the stick can be really problematic and, and just frustrating at times. Um, for the most part, though, you'll never notice it. You know, it'll happen every now and then, and on... The majority of the levels, it doesn't make a difference. But those levels where timing is required or just a very sensitive touch to it is required, it really kind of breaks down sometimes and becomes problematic. But I really liked it. it overall, it's a, it's a really cool little puzzle game. I think it's only like $4 at the most. I, I don't remember exactly how much it is. I forgot to look it up. But it's under five bucks. It's a minis title. And okay. you can play it on the PSP. I did not do that uh, because I still haven't tried to do the whole connect the PSP and do the download thing since they did the whole switch over. Uh, because I know it's different, a little bit different now. Right. So I didn't even get to set that up. Uh, but I gave the game a B because um, it's, it's a fun game. So I think it's worth it. Worth the look. And awesome. Hey, one more thing too. Just to, yep. those those that watch the website could have had a chance at a free copy of this game. Yep, that's just true. saying. Just saying. Yes. All right, sorry, Josh. We got yeah. I I forgot to mention that we got uh, nine free copies to give away, and I put it up on the website. And the first nine people to respond to the post 
got the copies, and wow. I even tweeted it. So, yeah, keep your eyes on the website because we're going to do more stuff like that. If I get if I get some extra codes for things like that, that's what I'm going to do. I'll put yeah, it right all, on the website. We're all doing that. So keep keep an eye on the website. Yeah, yeah. You get you get some free stuff. It's good. Indeed. So on to all zombies must die. Oh, uh. <laughs> yes. It's an action game with light RPG elements. It's from Double Six. They're the guys that did Burn Zombie Burned, which I mentioned earlier. And if you played Burn Zombie Burn, you'll really see the evolution in this game. Because I, I played it right before we recorded tonight. And really, the art style is very similar. The zombies coming up out of the ground are identical. <clears throat> the way they come up out of the ground and they move. Uh, the What else was there? The overlay of... There's sort of a compass that overlays on the screen. And it'll point you to weapons and things like that. That exact mm-hmm. same thing. Exactly really? the same. Yeah. Is in All Zombies Must Die. So I started to notice things like that. The art style is very, very similar. That I noticed right away. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very similar. So you can see it's sort of the successor, sort of the evolution to that game. And I can see where they, you know, they had Burn Zombie Burn, and it was just a lot of straight-up survival with hordes and hordes of them coming at you. This one, they added in some more stuff with the RPG elements and things like that and changed up the gameplay a little bit. So uh, you're in this town called Deadville, and you get sort of that three-quarter top-down perspective, very cartoony look. You start out in a town square, and there are these automated security fences with these AI cameras that block your path to get out of the level. And when you walk over to them, they'll give you a quest uh, to to go and do before they'll open up. So all of this is done on screen with text. There's no voice acting in the game. And the they'll give you a quest like uh, kill the zombies, kill ten zombies by punching them, uh, light zombies on fire and kill 15 of them while they're on fire, hmm. things like that. Or kill enough zombies that they drop because when you kill them there's loot drops everywhere so kill them so that they drop hamburgers which are health and get five hamburgers and then you it says oh you got it and then you can run off and go to the next level or go to the next area so they're try they try to inject a lot of humor into the game uh, because you tend to have a lot of back and forth with those gates early on and you play as this guy, and he's convinced that the whole thing is a video game. And he points out the layouts of the screen, and that there's little mini-boss battles and things like that, and all the other video game cliches that are in there. So there's actually four characters into the game. I should get into that. There's a girl, who is your ex, the guy who is a video gamer. There's a mad scientist and an alien. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> and eventually you unlock the other ones and you switch off playing as each of them. Uh, but you know the 
the humor in it, it's hit and miss. It's funny at times, you know, and they're really trying to point out, yes, this is a game, we know it's a game, and they break the fourth wall all the time, and ha ha ha. But, <laughs> yeah, it's, it can be good. So, what happens along the way is you open up bases, and you'll open them up every couple of levels. You'll Every couple of areas, basically, will have a base, and you'll open that up. And the first one, the girl is hiding in it, and it's a police station. So when you eventually get into the base, you have to go to the bathroom to level up your character and everything. Uh, you have a crafting system in another room where you can mod weapons and create entirely new ones by combining different items. So you have plans for some of them, but you can mix and match your on your own and just completely you know, take a random chance. Like, what if I put this with this? And you have to pay for it. But there's a chance that you're going to come up with something really cool or it's just not going to work at all. So uh, you pay for it. That money comes from killing the zombies and getting those loot drops along the way. Okay. There is like a two to four player co-op, but it's local only. So That doesn't surprise that. me very much. Yeah. And as you wake your, uh, as you make your way into the new areas, each new area, there are new zombies introduced, and you know they introduce them in a funny way, and they've got funny names. Like there's the jogger zombie who, it looks like a lady who's all decked out in her jogging outfit, and she comes running after you, so she's quicker. There's just all different kinds of zombies that get in- introduced as you go from from place to place. Uh, they've all got funny, wacky names and things like that. Uh, you're trying to kill the zombies as much as you can for XP and for the loot drops, of course. And whether you're playing solo or co-op, you need to keep moving. Uh, The cool thing is you can stay in an area for as long as you want because they constantly respawn. This is where it gets to be like burn, zombie, burn. Okay. You can just stay there for as long as you want and just go nuts. And just keep fighting and fighting and fighting and picking up all the loot drop and all the all the great stuff, you know. So I was doing that because I really wanted to level up my character. <laughs> and you were trying to find the end, weren't you? You're this level's got to end. I just have no, to do it. I'll, I'll I, get I, I'll get one of the trophies out of the out of the deal, and it might take me five hours, but I'll do it just, just like Just Cause Two, with the, but with zombies. Well, see, that was part of it. Not that's not what what it was, but I I wanted to see you know, how much XP I could gain. I was trying to just boost my character up. Yeah. And I realized, like, a couple minutes in, I realized, you know what? They're not going to stop respawning. They're just <laughs> going to respawn as long as I'm here. So I just kept fighting and fighting, and I was picking up some cool stuff and things like that. And I'd been in there, I think, probably a good 15 minutes or so, just killing left and right. Mm-hmm. And I got a trophy. I was like, what was that? And I went out and I looked at it, and it was for killing 500 zombies in one level, in one area. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So, yeah, that'll happen. But uh, it's it's pretty cool. The the levels, it's a town. So, you know, the one level is the town square. There's another one by the bridge. There's the mall, you know, there's all kinds of stuff like that. So it's really, they, they mix it up a bit. Um, and the zombies get crazier and, and harder as you go along. Uh, what else is there? The, oh, all around the levels, there's, there's hidden items. They're not well hidden, 
<laughs> because you'll see like a garbage can or a wardrobe or a box or something like that, and it'll have sort of this blue glowing orb above it. <laughs> and that means, hey, there's stuff in here. So you walk over to it and you have to hold down the button and it takes a certain amount of time to open it. So while you're trying to open it, zombies could be attacking you. Well, of course they could. Uh, yeah, so one of your power-ups, of course, is to get faster and open things faster. But you'll run around and you'll try to open these things because there's really cool stuff in there. There's stuff for crafting. There's dev cards that are, you know, sort of try to find all the dev cards. And they've got funny things on them and all. And there's all kinds of hidden things. So that actually, you know, that changes things up a bit. Uh, you've got that compass that you can bring up, which is exactly like... Uh, burn zombie burn that'll point you to your quests and to weapons that are scattered around the levels so that you can go find those as well mm. uh, what else there's a combo meter I couldn't quite figure this thing out there's a combo meter that they kept saying it at some point in the game where during combat, A will show A A Z M D. All zombies must die. The letters will show up one by one, and you know the letter shows up, and they have you have so many seconds to do something, and then the Z shows up, and then I didn't quite understand what was going on there, and I couldn't see them because I'm so busy looking at the screen and trying to figure out where I am, making sure I'm not getting overrun, that I wasn't even seeing if I was hitting all that and making that happen. So, I don't know about that. Sorry. It's there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yeah. about it. Uh, there's also a point on base levels, actually, where like you get to the base level and you're not in the base yet and you can't get in the base. You have to go do all these quests. But then when you get to that point where they're like, okay, I'm going to let you in, but you have to kill every last zombie on this level, in this area. And they stop spawning at that point, but you have to kill them all. And when you reach a certain number that are left, this text jumps out and it says, all zombies must die. And it's the last ones, the remaining ones there, they turn red, they become faster, stronger, more aggressive, and way more difficult to kill. (laughs) So it just becomes chaos at the end. Because you're trying to run, you're trying to pick up ammo, you're trying to kill them, they're harder to kill. It gets crazy, especially when you're playing solo. Hmm. Uh, the maps but do you, are fun. Do you see that game kind of made for co-op, or does it kind of play differently if you're playing co-op or in single player? Uh, it's not a huge difference, I, I, I don't think. I mean, I didn't play a whole lot with a second player, but the cool thing is, like, with multiplayer or co-op, if somebody dies or if somebody gets killed or knocked down, what you'll have on that compass, if you pop that up, it'll point to them as well, like your downed comrade, and you can run over and revive them. Okay. Because if if you don't revive them in a certain amount of time, you have to restart. Oh, okay. Which kind of sucks, because then you lose all this stuff. So, yeah, being able to revive them and all, it's cool. I I was having fun playing it solo, though, because there's a lot you can do on your own, and you can get through it. It is tough playing it solo, but as you craft these weapons and as you get these other cool power-ups and things, like I found this, this radio and it was the military radio. And now every 
30 zombies I killed, something like that, a set mm-hmm. number of zombies in this area. Every, say it was 30, that I killed, they would call in an airstrike and bombs would rain down around me and any zombies around me would get destroyed and they would give up all kinds of great loot. Hmm. So so then I wasn't leaving that level. I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> just hanging out there, like, <laughs> killing them all as much as I can. But then after that, like, from that point on, that's that's what I had for, like, the next level that I went into, and it was there. So you hit that many zombies, and boom, the bombs rain down, and it helps thin out the herd a bit, and it also gets all this great loot around you to hmm. pick up. So, yeah, the maps are they're, they're pretty fun. They're somewhat varied. You know, because it's it's this town and everything, and they can do all that. Uh, it's basically arena combat over and over again, though. Sure. You know, you get you get thrown into this one area. You can't get out of it until you do something, or you know, you hit that point. You could still stay in there, or you could leave. But it's you're there, and you're in that one area, just killing zombies left and right, over and over. <laughs> so it can get a little repetitive, but. I didn't get bored with it. Not yet. I've actually been having a lot of fun with it. And Double Six actually does plan on releasing DLC. And what they would do is they would actually expand the town and make the town bigger, just adding in new areas to the town. You get to go to the brothel now. Yeah. So that's a cool idea. You know, if it sells well enough, or I'm sure they'll at least throw one pack out there, whether it sells well enough or not, and then they'll go from there. But it's neat because you can see there are areas that are blocked off. Like most of the fences are green. Oh, okay. Those security fences. And then there's other security fences that are red. Hmm. So there's either nothing back there or it comes later in the game or whatever. But there are, you can see there are all these different exits to all these different areas and they're not all open to you. So Hmm. it's kind of cool. It's a neat idea that they can, it's a good concept that that's a good way to add on DLC. You're just expanding the town and expanding the quests and new weapons and things like that. It's, I think it's cool. Sure. So it's a fun game. Uh, I, I gave that one a B plus Okay. because you know, it can get a little repetitive, but I haven't really felt that way. And I, I played a lot of it. I played for hours and hours and hours. Wow. So I played, I played it for like about a half an hour or so. Cause uh, they sent it over on, on the debug, and I played it for a little while, but I just couldn't get into mm-hmm. it. So I'm glad that you got a hold of that one. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to, because when I when it started up, I looked at the at the art style and everything, and I went, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, well, I have to play it. And I started playing it, and I actually had a lot of fun with it. So I, I think it's part of it is that it's that Diablo-type mentality where... Sure. You get into that area and it's just kill everything and they're dropping loot. Okay, grab it. Oh, I'm just going to stay here. Yeah, huh. yeah. And you just want to stay there and keep killing stuff and keep and see what they drop because you want to get good stuff, you know. And I just do that for hours. Nice. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so that worked for me. Cool. But All right. Fun. Well, yeah. uh, let's get on to the emails because uh, God knows we never get enough of those. Yeah. And this first one, oh, I'm sick of tea. I'm sick of hearing about this. Anyway. Yeah, I, I figured we needed to put it up there anyway. But Sure. Yeah. This is from uh, George, and he says, Hey, guys, I was talking with some friends about the poor Vita sales in Japan. <sighs> we were t- thinking that the huge first week sales were all due to exporters slash flippers 
hoping to cash in on selling them back off. No, I'm the only one that bought one of those expensive ones, so <laughs> that's, that's not correct. After the first week, the sales are a reflection of actual consumers buying it, and it is not looking good. Uh, what do you think the odds of a quick 3DS price drop are after the U.S. launch? No. Or will Sony stick to their guns and hold the price until after next Christmas? I'm a huge portable console gamer. Uh, I love having portables and will play while I sit on the couch in front of my 60-inch screen. I even really love my 3DS, which I know you guys seem to just laugh at. No, Josh lo- or Joel loves his 3DS. Uh, great shows lately. Lately? Okay, <laughs> thanks. Uh, it, it, you know, we've had this, this, this huge discussion going on on Facebook, too, on our group. And uh, I think Martin put it succinctly. Uh, basically... Well, number one, a lot of the titles that came out for the Vita in Japan really aren't, like, Japan-centric, I guess you would say. And uh, <clears throat> a few of the games sold really well, but, you know, it, it's, it, it really isn't this big launch like it's going to be in the U.S. I mean, the U.S. launch, look at the titles over here compared to there. Number two, uh, basically, Martin said the economy over there is shit right now. People are a lot more protective of their money at, the, at this moment. And uh, they're just not going to jump on something until there is a game that they really want to play. So, essentially, until you see a Monster Hunter 3D or, you know, one of those games that really does really, really well in Japan, it's probably not going to really hit hard. Uh, I, I think a lot of this, the sky is falling attitude with, with the Vita, I think is ridiculous, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, to, to think that they're going to drop the price like that, it only it only launched in one area and it did that. Why don't we wait and see how it does in the rest of the world? Why don't we see how it does in the U.S. and Canada? How, how about we wait and see how it does in Europe? I think a lot of this, I think a lot of this is perpetuated by the internet itself, and a lot of the people on the internet that like to see things fail, no matter what it is. I'm not saying this is some Sony bias thing. It's people like to see things fail. Uh, I will tell you from my opinion, the Vita I have, even though I only have two games I can play right now, or three games, I love it. I, I think it's just. It's really well designed. It's it's a great piece of hardware. I love the OS. I love all the features in it. I think it's a great piece of hardware. So if it doesn't sell well, well, it doesn't sell well. But really, I, I don't see why it wouldn't because I think it's really cool. I, don't I know. think it'll be fine because Japan was also a place where the PSP sold phenomenally. Yeah, yeah. You know? But it was really only that, after like a couple of games, games came out that the Japanese fans were really all about. Exactly. So they've got the games, they've got the console, they're or the handheld. They're very, very happy with it. The Vita comes out and it doesn't have games, a really solid game library that the Japanese gamer is interested in. So yeah, it's not going to sell that well. They're they're happy with what they've got. They've got their Monster Hunter on the PSP. You know, they've got all those other games that they can play. Once the good games start to hit on the Vita, it's going to take off in Japan. It'll yep. be fine. It's it's not that big a deal. Yep, that's that's how I feel. I don't know, uh, Joel. You any any differing opinions on that one? No, I pre-ordered one, so obviously oh, yeah, I think right. it's going to be around a while. <laughs> yeah, but Josh, Joel's a sucker, though. Well, obviously we've known that for a long time. I actually, you pre-ordered one from GameStop too. I mean, double sucker. I mean, yeah, this is the guy that bought a 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> Next I'll email prob- is from Brent. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I'll probably buy a 3DS if I find one used for cheap enough. I just, I, But I couldn't justify buying one at, on Black Friday because I had a Vita coming. Well, I thought I'd have it that soon, but that's, that's the big thing about it. I didn't want to have two handhelds right at the same time. 
I want to be able to focus on the Vita since obviously we do a PlayStation podcast sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next email is from Brent, and he's Darth Voda on PSN. Ooh. Darth Voda, not Yoda. Voda with a V. Uh. All one word. <laughs> Darth I am. And he is, I've never heard of this before, uh, the h- people hiring themselves out as bodyguards on Battlefield 3 and Call of Duty. He said he just heard about it. He, he links to an article he saw. You guys ever hear about this? People hiring bodyguards and taking them with them out into competitive I, I multiplayer I thought we had games? this on an email like four weeks ago or so. No. I know we've talked about this in the past. Long before Joel and I were here, I had never. No. That's the first I had heard of it. I we'll was talk like, about it again because I don't huh? remember that. This yeah. dude just brought it up. I don't think we talked about it on the show. I think you talked about it on your other show, wherever that is. But uh, this was <laughs> yeah, new sure. to me. <laughs> this was totally new to me, and I thought, wow, that's really an interesting idea. Yeah, I've heard of it. I really haven't heard too much about it, but, I mean, it, it's – I really don't see how you could exactly do that because especially, like, in a Modern Warfare 3 situation, the game is so fast and furious. I just don't – don't really understand that. Especially, do these players really have that kind of discipline that they can just stick to somebody the whole time? I they guess must. for the right amount of money, I, I guess. Yeah, but, that's the whole point of it. You yeah. get a really good player, and you pay them, and that's what they do. They're there to cover you. Wow. Interesting. I I mean, that's that's one way, I guess, you can learn how to play the game. Unless you have somebody on your back so much that you don't get any kills or anything, but... Well, that's uh, very enterprising in my mind. Well, what, I play games for fun. You know, maybe I'm alone here. But what's the fun in this? You well, know, my stats are my stats are great because I hired this dude who came well, and stood no, by me. I don't me. think it's I, about the stats thing. I don't think it's about because your stats. Obviously, I don't think your stats would actually get that much better because if he's got your back and he's defending you, he's getting all the kills. But what yeah, I but think you're this, getting you're getting less deaths, so your kill to, your kill to death ratio doesn't well, look as bad. Kill to death ratio only really works on Modern Warfare. If you're in Battlefield Three, kill to death means nothing. Why pay somebody to be your bodyguard if you get no benefit from it? I think you do get like benefit from it, though, or you can get a benefit from it if you're a good enough player. And that and that is, you're not getting killed every five seconds, hopefully, and you're yeah. getting more time in the game with the interface and, and the controls and the weapons to try to learn how they actually work and how they feel and everything, and you get more confident about yourself right away. And, and I kind of see where this is coming from because we've done this kind of thing with our clans in, like, Battlefield and also in, in the Kill Zones where we would have, like, newbies come on or even Warhawk. We'd have newbies come on and you say, all right, well, just stick with me and I'll show you some of the stuff that's going on and, you know, show you where the pickups are, where this is, where that is. And I, I think that's kind of how this is, just a little more hardcore and obviously costs money. But, I mean, there is a benefit there if the person is actually – if the bodyguard actually does his job the way it should be done. Yeah, I'm reading the article that he, that he linked to, and that's pretty much it, Glenn. You're right. It's, it's kind of walking people through the maps, giving them some time to – they're giving them advice, showing them the ropes, I guess, as they're going through. So it's not what I was saying, which is like protecting you so you can boost. Right, It's right. literally like giving you a hand, like being a guide, which is stuff that we do playing with each other or that I do with my friends. You get on play with a game. Your buddy just picked it up for the first time. You're sort of showing them the, showing them the ropes. So I guess this way you're paying an expert to not only show you the ropes, but also keep gunfire away from you or kill off who's shooting at you for a while so you can, I guess, have more time to go through. And, Interesting and, concept. I wonder how much money you, you can make doing this. It's, uh, 
Well, it's a, I'm in the wrong be job. Interesting to find out. And the <laughs> thing is, it's it's all it, it's really about confidence as well. I mean, we have people even now that when we have a Warhawk night, like Damon, uh, you know, he'd never played it before. He owned it, but he never played it. But you have other other people that are kind of afraid to get into a game that's been around for a long time because the assumption is that everybody's really good in the game because they've been playing it for years. You know, it, it's that kind of that mentality with it. I don't want to go in there with all those people. They're going to kick my ass. Well, now if you have somebody yeah. that's got your back a little bit, you can kind of learn how the game plays, and you can actually maybe learn and become really good at the game in a lot faster time than you would if you were just on your own. So it makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's a clever idea. So the last one is from good old Mike PSN08. I thought we banned him from the show. Yeah, I tried to, but oh, you know, I was boy. reaching. All right, figuring, ah, All right I guess we'll, Okay. So, yeah. So, his question, when you boil it all down here, <laughs> his question was, uh, I'd like to ask you all, have any games like Uncharted 1 through 3 ever made you want more and wish the series would keep going, knowing that it has to come to an end sometime? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, it didn't come to an end. There's Uncharted on the Vita. So, there you go. Indeed. Huh. Yeah, question yeah. over. All right, we're done. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I'm really excited to see a new uh, Jack and Daxter. Like, oh, even yeah. the HD ones, I mean. Because uh, that, that, to me, that says they're going to do a new one. So, I didn't hear anything. I just misspoke. I, <laughs> no, well, it's a question of, uh, is there a, a game series that, seems to be a finite game there there are no finite game series that's the problem every game series will eventually have a sequel or get remade or get pulled back out of mothballs at some point well i don't think we'll ever see uh, another la noir well that's not a series that's just one well it could they wanted it to be a series but then team bondi yes. uh disintegrated but it is just one right now that's the thing i think he's talking like have you played a series like yeah, the metal gear right. solid series or you know, the Uncharted series or the Resistance series, and you're like, oh, but I want more of them, and I don't think they're ever going to do more. Um, I can't think of anything, because to me, every game, it, like even God of War, oh, it's final. No, it's never final. They're making another one. Yeah. <laughs> they're, every game, they're gonna, if it makes money, they're going to keep making it, you know? Yeah, yeah. There actually there's a couple. one in my head. Oh, sorry, Joel. There's one series that's still around, but it's not around the way I want it to be, and that's Fantasy Star Online. Mm. That's a game that on the Dreamcast hmm. I played to, played to death, and I've still been waiting for a similar experience to get onto the consoles hereafter. And we've seen some some on good ones on the PSP, PSP. yeah, yeah. The but a console Fantasy Star Online again. That's one that they're even though the series is still around. I guess that's a bad example because he's talking about things that come to an end. To no, Josh's I, I, point, no, but I think I you're right, though. That I, works, though. No, yeah, that actually does work. Yeah, I, I, you know, I kind of off off the subject a tad, but I mean, I want to see. I've been wishing for years a Starhawk that's like the original one, or Star Fox, Starhawk, a Star Fox like the original <laughs> one, where it was just on rail, shoot, 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 and also a Mario Kart without the blue shell and the snaking. So that kind of thing, but that that's kind of, yeah, that that's kind of more where I think is when they take a series and try to do more with it and ruin it. I felt that Sonic. way after after finishing <laughs> MGS four, after getting through MGS four, it it had that sort of ending to it where you felt like, well, 
Is this the end? They're going to do more. Oh God, he'll do another one. <laughs> well, of course he will. But there yeah. was at, at least that few minutes where you thought about it. And I guess yeah. that's the only time I can think of or ever sat and thought for a second, like, oh, hopefully they do another one because they I always finish a game knowing they're going to do another one. So it's always coming. <laughs> so I never worry about it. Well, I don't know. The ending of Resistance threw me, or Resistance Two uh, threw me. Yeah, that one that that really threw me. Uh, I think, but there's I figured some you know they have the universe. There's a Vita one coming yeah. now. I figured they have the universe that they can play in, right, so that's right. all good. But still, I was like, whoa! Yeah, I, I still right. haven't gotten to the end of Resistance Three, but yeah, it's a tough question. I don't. It's, yeah, you know, I have to put more. Got a War Four, Mrs. Kratos. <laughs> it's his kid. His kid that got <laughs> killed. He's going to come back and it's the Mrs. Havoc. The missus. She shaved She's her head. Calliope? <laughs> Calliope is going to come back and, and go to town. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, she thinks he's out gallivanting around. She doesn't really Wait know what he's minute. up to. She did. She's it's Heavenly Sword 2. <gasps> huh? uh, I so want a Heavenly Sword 2. I would, too, because On I think note. this time around they could actually make a better game. There was just It was so uneven, the first one. Yeah. Those fucking but quick Mariko, time events. Motion control arrows. Hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was an experiment that was good, but not great. Anyway. Hey, we have six access. Let's use it. No, maybe not. Well, well let's throw it in there anyway. There is one story I really wish I could tell you, but I'm not allowed to. <laughs> About six <laughs> access. All right. Uh, are we done with these? Yeah, we're done with the emails. All right. Well... Uh, to, to in an effort to try to get under three hours, I will uh, end this show right now. Uh, so, oh, by the way, we did get two news items really quick. Uh, two little items from the CES uh, press conference for the Vita day one. They will have Music Unlimited and Netflix for the Vita. So, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Glad to see that. I can have Netflix wherever I go. We talked about it before the show, but we never said it on here. Yeah, I think we concluded you already have it on every device you carry around, so who cares? Well, I have it on my tablet, I have it on my phone, have it, yeah. You have it on your 3DS, don't you, Joel? Yes. Yeah, see? All right. So, it's, it's even on the Wii. <laughs> That's true. I'm never <laughs> even trying that. In SD. Yeah, Yay. I'm never even trying that. Isn't that thing even on the Nook now, too, Netflix? Yep. That? That's yep. everywhere. It's on the, on the new Nook, yep. On my mom's Kindle Fire, yep. All right. Uh, well, if you want to reach us, there's a ton of different ways to uh, to do that, and uh, we really hope you do. Uh, you can email us at podcast at psnation.org, or you can send us a voicemail in a couple different ways. You can, uh, well, if you want to send us an MP3, you can do that uh, to podcast at psnation.org, or you can call 715-502-9773. Standard long distance rates apply. Or if you have Skype, you can just call WDT-Torgo. Leave a voicemail that way. Uh, Also, you can go over to psnation.org, because you should, because it's awesome, and uh, you should have been voting on the Golden Minecarts every day, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people were, because those numbers are insane this year. Uh, You head over to the right side of the screen, you'll see a Contact Us area, and there's a bunch of different ways you can get get a hold of us there as well. Uh, Don't forget to look for us on our official forums at retroids.com, along with all the other members of the podcast network over there. Uh, If you hit the forums button on psnation.org, it'll actually take you right over to there. Uh, don't forget to look for us on Facebook in our awesome and ever-expanding Facebook group. Just type in PS Nation and uh, do the search. Request to be added to that group, and within, hopefully, minutes, we'll get you added. Unless it's nighttime and 
we're sleeping. Then it'll be a little while. A little while. Uh, don't forget to look for, well, we're on Stitcher, uh, which there's this big controversy going on, but we're going to stick on Stitcher. Uh, so if you if you want to check us out that way, uh, we know a lot of our listeners use Stitcher to uh, check out the show every week and uh, stream it from there. So uh, check out the PlayStation Network, or the PlayStation section on Stitcher, and we'll be at the top of the list as usual. Uh, check us out on ottawapodcast.com slash PSNation, our awesome, awesome sponsors. Uh, you got over 85,000 Audible uh, books to, to to look through and check on and guess what if you sign up for the 14 day free trial through our little deal right here you get to choose from one of those books and you get to keep it so head over to audiblepodcast.com slash psnation and uh, guess what if you don't like it if it's if it's not your thing within that 14 day free trial period you can drop not have to pay a dime and you get to keep the book and it still helps us out if you drop so uh, nobody's hurt here Everybody gets to check stuff out. Everybody gets a little piece of the action, and uh, that helps us pay for all of our bills. Uh, another way we can pay our bills, if you go over to Zazzle.com slash PSNation, check out all of our merch. We sold a shirt today, by the way, guys. Uh, you've got T-shirts, Yay. hoodies, iPad, uh, iPad and iPod, little you know shells, uh, speaker. There's ornaments, beer steins, coffee mugs, uh, stickers, all kinds of cool shit, hats. So head over to Zazzle.com slash PSNation, and most of those items, if not all, are customizable if you want to put something else on there as well. Uh, and as always, thanks to our buddies over at It Is Written for uh, supplying some music to us. Uh, Joel, I don't know if you want to tell everybody where that you can they can find those guys as well. Yeah, you can find them on MySpace, Facebook, Reverb Nation, and hopefully soon they'll have an album that you can actually buy and purchase. <laughs> Sweet. Until then, just listen to them here and uh, look to support them in the very near future. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, next week's going to be a little weird. It's going to be a little weird for me, I'll tell you that. But uh, I'll be in San Diego next week for the MLB 12 show, uh, the show event. Uh, again, we have had a few emails. If you have any questions for the MLB 12 uh, team, please email those to glenn at psnation.org, and I will try to get uh, all those questions answered. And uh, we'll be doing the show kind of weirdly next week. It's going to be mainly Joel and Josh with me probably for a couple of minutes. So... Uh, looking forward to that. See how that turns out. I can't wait to hear Josh's edit and see just the look on his face, <laughs> the pain in his face. Got no pain. Oh, he's going to have pain. It's been a while, but yeah. <laughs> I was good. I used to be really good. I'd uh, knock him right out before yeah. anybody even knew See, what it should happened. take you some time because that shows that you care. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I exactly. Care. Oh, we're fucked. All right. Well, until then, thanks for sticking with us, folks. Have a great week. Get out there, play some games. We'll talk to you soon. First day I moved to, uh, to Los Angeles, I sold my car to a man in a ski mask with a handgun. And uh, my wife was still in the car at the time. I'm pretty sure she was bitching about his driving, too. Cause... And the guy just whipped around the block one time, then he gave me the keys back, and he apologized. <laughs> he bought me a beer and gave me some gas money, too. God bless him. I... <laughs> and all sorts of freaks and weirdos out there. You got your share in town here, too. Good Lord. I went to a video store yesterday, and I saw a blind guy renting a porno movie. Wow, there's a guy that likes crappy music. <laughs> These freaks are everywhere. It's working in Vegas.
I was running downtown and I passed a bus stop and there was a there's this homeless guy sitting in the bus stop with no pants on and he was masturbating and crying at the same time. I was like, wow, that's going to take forever. Pick one or the other, buddy. Freaks always... Surround me. This ever happened? I went to the gym. I remember I went to the gym. I go in there. I work out. I go in to take a shower. Shower room is completely empty. It's like uh, 24 shower heads to choose from. So I pick one. In comes this other guy. 23 open shower heads to choose from. Which one does he pick? Exactly. The same one that I'm using. Now, come on. What? He was a good dancer, though. I'll say that about him. He was. <laughs> People worse off than you everywhere. I don't, I'm not making fun of drug addicts either. That's not funny. You know, if somebody needs help, you should help them. I'm the first guy to lend a hand if someone needs help. I don't want